It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. March 15th, 2019, the final Friday of the West Virginia high school basketball season. Welcome to this final edition of the season of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell with you. Bill, this is what we play for, semifinal Friday night. It, it, is, it is deciding night. I mean, semifinal day, semifinal night in Charleston. Uh, we've had some interesting games, some blowouts, a couple of close ones. and uh, But uh, one more game left to go, about ready to tip off in Class AAA, and then we will have the field set for championship Saturday tomorrow at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. That is, in fact, the name of it, and I will always botch that. <laughs> throughout the entirety of the show. We'll go to Joe Linville in just a moment, too, but before we do that, Coach, this is what every player dreams of. This is what every coach dreams of, taking the big stage on semifinal Friday with an opportunity to get your team to a state championship game. Yeah, and it's hard to imagine, Ryan, 24 hours from now, there's going to be three new boys state champions crowned. The season will be culminating and coming to an end. And I tell you what, this will be the most restless night for some. It'll be the most anxious for people that maybe what if things to death. But uh, it's the most exciting. I think the Friday of semifinal Friday is the most exciting day of the high school season all year long because, as you said, there's going to be some teams right within reach of their goal and their dream, and some of them are going to punch a ticket tonight, and it's going to be a lot of excitement and a little bit of sorrow, but it's going to be exciting either way. It's an emotional <laughs> couple of days, and when you get to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center, it, it's just it's a very fast-paced week. Things tend to kind of speed up. I know if you're playing those late games, those days can feel a little long sometimes, or if you're playing the morning game, feels like you've got all day if you win and then uh, play the next day but at the same time it's just it all accelerates and you go from maybe a spectacular win one night it's the thrill of victory one night the agony of defeat the next and you see a lot of emotions this time of year yeah and i tell you what uh, you summed it up perfectly if you've ever been in that it's kind of like a cocoon, to be honest with you, because you're so focused on your goal. And you could be playing it sometimes you're not used to, whether you're in the morning or a late-night game. And it really, it does. It kind of blurs together, but you're so into what you're doing. I, I all the time kind of compare it to jumping on a roller coaster. Those of you that's been in amusement parks, you jump on it and you ride it as far as you can. But then when it stops, you kind of have to, to gather yourself because it will stop for everyone but three teams tomorrow. And, uh, but it's an exciting ride. And, Ryan, you mentioned the fact that uh, there's going to be a lot of late nights, a lot of, a lot of uh, midnight oil burn because uh, um, especially if you have these late games this evening, these coaches that win and have games tomorrow have little time to sit down, look at a scouting report, put a game plan together. Um, I mean, there, there'll be a lot of late night phone calls to folks that can tell you about an opponent, and uh, it's going to be a busy night for some folks. One thing that we do know, and that is – Two of the three championship games this year will be rematches of games from earlier this season. We'll tell you about those in just a moment. Actually, let's just go ahead and get the scoreboard, and then we'll go to Joe Linville here right after that. But first, let's get a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Semifinal Friday, there are only six games, five of them completed, the sixth about to tip off. We'll just go with the order that they were played in this morning. Class Single A, Parkersburg Catholic. Knocks off reigning state champion Wheeling Central 61-50. to 
What a win for the Crusaders. They are into the Class A championship game where they will take on the Webster County Highlanders. Webster County defeats Trinity Christian in a very good defensive game, 45-42. That was in the other Class A semifinal. So you've got 27-0 Webster County taking on 19-7 Parkersburg Catholic. This is a rematch of the LKC Night of Champions championship game. So a little bit bigger stage <laughs> Just coming up tomorrow at noon. Class AA. No surprise who won, but the margins were eye-opening. Fairmont Senior defeats Bluefield 64-32 in a game that wasn't even that close. The Beavers were in, that, you know, the, the Beavers had 13 points with six minutes left. Unbelievable. Bluefield. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> and in the game that just wrapped up, Chapmanville Regional defeats Robert C. Bird 85-54. A 31-point win for the Tigers, so that sets up a rematch of a game that was played earlier this year in Chapmanville that Chapmanville won. It will be 24-2 Chapmanville taking on 26-1 Fairmont Senior for the Class AA State Championship. That is tomorrow at 2.30. One AAA semifinal is in the books. Martinsburg is 27-0. The Bulldogs defeat Capital 60-57. And the nightcap coming up between University and Cavill Midlands, so it will be... Martinsburg against the winner of that University Cabell Midland game tomorrow at 7:15 in the AAA State Finals, and that is a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Let's go to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Joe Linville has been so kind to be with us throughout the duration of the tournament. He joins us now courtside as that AAA semifinal just about to get underway. Ryan, I'm very impressed that uh, you got the name of the place right. So. <laughs> it took me but, two uh, weeks, but I think I might it, have it at least for one one trip through. It, it kind of starts to wear on you after a while. But uh, anyway, University and Cabell Midland on the floor. A game scheduled to tip here, it looks like, in probably about three or four minutes. They're taking their final uh, warm-ups before they're introduced. Like uh, Bill said, we saw some good games today, and we've seen some blowouts. You know, everybody thought, uh, you know, the matchups uh, on semifinal Friday would be a lot of close games. Well, it was kind of about a 50-50 break. Uh, probably the sentimental favorite today uh, of all the games, and they brought a great cheering squad, and they're scheduled, I think, to bring five busloads down from Webster County. That was the Highlanders uh, as they knocked off Trinity Christian 45-42. That was a good battle back and forth all day. And the Martinsburg Capital game, I tell you what, that was almost a boxing match slugfest. I mean, just just the way they got into the game. I mean, the, the officials let them play. Uh, they, they just, you know, had to grind and, and get in there to make the basket. So, uh, and that was a good game as well. So, uh, we've seen some good ones. And, you know, like you said, we've seen a couple blowouts as well. So, in class single A, we have number one Webster County and number six Parkersburg Catholic. I think with the depth of Class A, it's not a shock, but at the same time, that's the number six seed that's into the state championship game. And uh, that, that game this morning between Parkersburg Catholic and Williams Central, we'll talk more about that as we go on. That was, that was a very well-played basketball game. But Class AA, Joe, it seemed like all season that Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior had separated themselves from the pack. And so far through two days of play for those two schools in Charleston, that seems to be the case. I think uh, I think you're right. Uh, Fairmont senior coach Dave Retton, uh, during his press conference there a little earlier, he said he felt like that uh, these two AA schools, Chapmanville and Fairmont senior, could could take any AAA school 
in the state right now, the way they're playing. So, uh, you know, the coaches feel that you know, they have very talented squads, and it should be a great matchup tomorrow afternoon here in Charleston. Joe, you know, you'll be busy with all the action there. We will check in with you for updates on this University Cavill Midland game. By the way, before we let you go, Cavill Midland got here in spectacular fashion. In a, in a big win last night in overtime over GW, maybe, the, well, what has at this point been the best game of the tournament, Joe? Yeah, it was, 62-64, George Washington and uh, Cabell Midland, number three and number six, uh, battled it out on the hardwood, and uh, Cabell Midland prevailed at the end and uh, picked up that three-point victory to advance to semifinal Friday. Should be a lot of fun. Joe, thanks so much. We'll be back with you uh, a little bit later on the show. Yes, sir. All right, and uh, Coach Marone, you look at Parkersburg Catholic, not your typical six seed. Played a good schedule. They were prepared for this. But really what impressed me about them, Kate Ullman has probably had the best tournament of any individual so far in Charleston today. 27 points. He made three of seven from three-point range, but all three of those were in the first quarter. Eight of nine from the foul line. I mean, and, then, and Jeb Boyce also some big plays down the stretch. That was that was an impressive win for the Crusaders this morning. Yeah, it was a great win, and uh, really them even being there, if you roll all the way back to the regional final when they beat Tug Valley, he put up over 40 yeah. <laughs> in that game. So a lot of times you get to this level in tournament play, and you're playing the top teams in the state, and sometimes they're able to slow down one particular player. But, Ryan, when you look at it, he had 21 field goal attempts. He was 8 for 21. The next highest attempts was 7 of 11. You mentioned Jeb Boyce. And after that, it's six attempts, three points. I mean, there's no question who the leader is of this club, and he's still getting it done. So that's even more impressive when you're playing the caliber of teams like a Wheeling Central, and he's able to be productive and carry his team to a final. And, uh, uh, you know, he's facing uh, the undefeated uh, juggernaut that is Webster County, but I wouldn't bet against Mr. Ullman at all. Uh, And, and Bill, you're talking about a, a Parkersburg Catholic team getting that win today, and they only won their sectional against Williamstown by one point. Uh, yeah, uh, you know that, that was, those were two really competitive uh, teams going at it there. But this championship game really attests to the strength of that Little Canal Conference. When you have two solid teams, um, you know, a lot of po- folks looked at Webster County and just the way they have played this year, and you thought, well, they got a good shot to be there in that final. I mean, that, this is not a shock that they're there. But then Parkersburg Catholic comes along and, you know, a lot of folks up in the, uh, the Parkersburg area just kind of happy that they got to the state tournament. But no, no, no. They uh, have continued it and battled with two good wins in Charleston. And, again, this LKC, uh, very strong league on the smaller school level and it, the strength of it. And the battles that uh, those teams go through each week pays off with two solid contenders playing for a state title tomorrow. Well, I'll tell you what, Ryan, something that really jumps out at me is that Webster County win, if we turn the the page just a bit over Trinity, Webster County is considered a high-flying, high-scoring, offense, freewheeling. I don't think their defense gets enough credit, but we got a chance to watch them in their first-round game when we were at the Civic Center Coliseum Convention Center. And uh, their defense, they run an extended uh, 2-3 zone. They mix it up a little bit, but they're really adept. They're in passing lines or disrupting your offense. They won a defensive struggle today over Trinity Christian, a good Trinity Christian team. I think it shows the versatility of this Highlander team, and it's going to be interesting because Park Catholic is very efficient. And Wheeling, or Webster County is showing that they, too, can play different styles. Good teams look good when they win. 
great teams can have a struggle and still find a way to win. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, someone who knows all about trying to win big games is Bob Bolin. He has been so kind uh, in terms of broadcasting for NFHS throughout the course of the tournament. And also, he um, does broadcast on ESPN Plus for Marshall University, uh, former coach at Mountain State University. He joins us now on the program. Coach, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Oh, we just we just lost. Let me check here. Let's try this one more time. All right, Coach Bolin, can you hear us? Yes, I had to step outside here at the Civic Center. <laughs> I had bad reception. How are you? Hey, we're doing great. And the Civic Center is where service goes to die when it comes to cell phones. <laughs> but, uh, nonetheless, <laughs> hey, hey, Coach, I know you've, you've had a chance to broadcast uh, at least the early session. I've enjoyed uh, the broadcast, not only of the, of the high school games, but uh, your work with Marshall as well, but I want to talk about you know just from your perspective as a coach, getting to see these high school teams play. I know you're familiar with several of them. What, what has really stood out to you so far in the games that you've seen? Wow, that's a broad question. Uh, the kid for Parkersburg Catholic, Allman. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that he's you know he has an intensity level that. I thought he's been above most of the other players. He's been able to carry his team to the championship. And, boy, you hit me with these questions. I'm standing outside on the sidewalk, and I've done nine games in the last three days, so names are not great with me. Is it Boyce? Boyce? What's Boyce. the other guard's yes. name? Yes, Jeb Boyce. Say it again? Jeb Boyce. Oh, I thought he's been phenomenal. And number five, the football player that rebounds has been in there tough, so I, I thought Parkersburg Catholic has really been a surprise, and they, they've been able to show some things in that single-A division and beating Wheeling Central that I know they they weren't predicted to beat, and I, I just thought they showed a lot of intensity in that win. And also, uh, sticking with class single-A, the game we just talked about there a moment ago, Webster County undefeated at 27-0, and Defeats Trinity Christian 45-42. That was a defensive struggle. I thought both teams really played good defense. I thought that the offensive struggles were a result of the defense that was played. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, I, I didn't watch that much high school basketball this year until the end. And when I knew I was going to be doing the state tournament, I watched a broadcast of Webster County against Greater Beckley. And, man, I just thought Webster County has some tough kids that can play. And, you know, I know they're used to scoring 90 points a game, 80 points a game, and they didn't score like that. But they were able to come away with the win. But, you know, when you're undefeated, that news keeps getting tighter around your neck. And I don't know why. I wish I could explain it. But it just does. And, uh, you know, I thought they felt a little bit of that today, but they were able to pull out the win. And that should be a great single-A matchup tomorrow. I know you also had the Fairmont Senior Bluefield game earlier uh, today. Fairmont Senior gets the win of that one, 64-32. Fairmont, very impressive, and quite frankly, Bluefield couldn't score. Wow, they couldn't get a shot off. That amazed me. Uh, Fairmont on the defensive end was phenomenal. Now, I did watch most of the Chapmanville game earlier uh, I mean, Fairmont looks so good to me at all five positions. 
and defensively they were so in sync, helping each other, blocking shots. Uh, they they look today to me like the best team uh, that I've seen all year. And I, I did watch some AAA games. Being from Beckley, I watched some games over there this year. And I thought Fairmont looked like the best team in the state I've seen uh, by far. Uh, and I'm not trying to make the enemies anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Chapmanville, granted, I only watched them a half. Obina's a good shot blocker. Uh, the tall shooter, I thought, you know, I mean, I didn't have him on tape. I'm just going from looking. I thought he was really good. The guard play was good. It should be a great game. Uh, I just thought Fairmont was phenomenal today. In the first half, Bluefield was 2 of 23 from the floor. Well, they had more turnovers than points until seven minutes to go in the game. That's amazing. And that's a Bluefield and team that beat Capital, who showed out well in the Triple semifinal. Beat Woodrow. Yeah. I mean, who lost to GW and who was, if they would have beat GW, the buzzer would have been the number two team inside. I know. That's, that's just what made it. I mean, Fairmont just, I thought on the defensive end, even up 30, they, they were relentless. And I thought they really played well. I'm sure there's a little revenge factor from last year, you know, in the back of their mind. Uh, that, that'll be a good one to watch. I'm sure people are excited to watch that one. Should be. And, Coach, I know that this is – you know, you've been in these situations before. What are the coaches, what are the players who are getting ready for the championship game tomorrow, what are they feeling like right about now? Well, that's probably why I'm not coaching where you're miserable. <laughs> you, know, you, get in, you, get in, you get to enjoy the semifinals for about 30 minutes and then the report. I mean, we were always in Kansas City, and we went to the NAIA National Championship game four times. And, you know, there's 32 teams out there – you know, you're sitting there, you're so excited that you won, and 30 minutes after over, you're doing the press conferences, and you walk out in the hall alone, and you got, wow, I get to watch six tapes tonight, stay up all <laughs> night, do everything in my power. My brother called me the next day. The game was on uh, ESPN2, our national championship. He said, dude, you look like a raccoon. You have back <laughs> <laughs> So everybody thinks these coaches are all happy and Jumping around to be in a championship? No, it's misery. <laughs> but for one team tomorrow, when it's over, and you get to sit in that dressing room alone, and you are the champion, that changes things for the world. You're not tired anymore. Uh, just a great feeling. But no, I, I don't think right now anybody's really excited. <laughs> Coach Bob Bolin, uh, broadcaster of the uh, state tournament for the National High School Federation. Thanks so much for joining us. And like I said, I'll, I've enjoyed your work uh, throughout the course of uh, the year as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Get out of the rain, by the way. Guys, thank, thank you for having me. Hey, thank you. That's Bob Bolin. Um, just so good to listen to him. I, yeah. Again, I just enjoy his perspective of the game. He has called a lot of basketball uh, this week, that's for sure. Com- I mean, he's been busy throughout the season. Completely understand why his mind would be a little blurry the right mush. now. After, uh, <laughs> kind of mushy. Uh, doing, yeah, that's just during the morning sessions. <laughs> We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Scott Cousins, the head coach of the Class AAA Girls State Champion Parkersburg Big Reds. We'll tell you how they got that championship when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
If you love basketball, there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with the combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game, and you'll learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind players' stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Make sure you join us online. Vote in our final poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight. And then, of course, we'll share those final results with you. Last week, the question was, is 9.30 a.m. too early for state tournament games? Well, 66% of you said yes. Our final question. Should the state championship games be played all in one session instead of split into two sections? So give us a yes, all in one session, no, split into two sessions. Go to basketballnight.com, vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you've got to 1145. Shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers at Hoops underscore Roundup, Zach, Allison, Jackie Williams, and Shirley Hildebrand. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us Saturday, April 9th on the Marshall University campus for Green and White Day. Our open house will introduce you to all things Marshall. You'll be able to visit with administration and staff from admissions, financial aid, and housing. Plus, you'll meet with faculty who can help you explore the many academic programs Marshall has to offer. Home to over 100 degree programs, Marshall University offers a diverse education full of many exciting opportunities. To register for Green and White Day, call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Joe Linville is with us at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. We'll check back him with him throughout the course of the night to get updates on that AAA semifinal game between University and Cabell Midland. But before we do that, I want to quickly go through what happened last week. We took you right up to the girls' state championship games, set the stage for them last Friday. They happened Saturday. St. Joe defeated Parkersburg Catholic to win the girls' single-A state title. Paige Shy hit eight three-pointers. That was a um, record for the state tournament in that win. Fairmont Senior beat Wyoming East to win the Class AA state title. Came back from an early 14-point deficit to win that one going away. And in AAA, it's a repeat for Parkersburg. The Big Reds pulled away from University down the stretch to win 63-52. Scott Cousins is the head coach of the Big Reds. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And first off, Coach, congratulations on your second consecutive 
Class AAA state title. Well, thank you very much. Great ball game. University was able to hang right with you guys for the better part of uh, in, into the fourth quarter, but a 20-10 to 10 run, was that a little bit of experience maybe helping your guys down the stretch? I think so, and, and maybe a little bit of fatigue on their part. You know, we, we were the, in their shoes last year having to play that late game and turn around less than 24 hours and play again. So, you know, they made some mistakes they weren't making early in the game, and it was probably a little bit of fatigue factor. Shea Kirby becomes the all-time leading scorer for the program. Um, Matty Mace, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Those are the names that I think everybody who follows AAA high school girls basketball know. The one that, and I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this more in a moment, but Bree Wilson, 27 points, 10 of 15 shooting, 6 of 10 from three-point range. And if you watch the game, she was shooting it from literally all over the state of West Virginia logo. Yeah, she's, uh, she worked real hard on uh, that ACL tear. And, and when she had downtime, she just does a lot of form shooting and stuff. And she, when she came back, she came back just so much stronger. And uh, in practice, her and Shay have a little bit of a, a go at it. See, I think she can shoot it the farthest out, but they, they shoot it pretty deep with minimal effort. So it's, it's something we'd seen all along. I know a couple of teams uh, she got hot against, and, and coaches got it right up front view like a university did with, with Bree. Bree hit like five threes against Huntington, or first or second game back. I forget what it was. Kind of in the same area, so... A lot of people might not have known about it, but, but we, we certainly do and know her range, and we're excited to have her back for her senior season. And, oh yeah, what, a, what a ball game that was. What a season for, as well. 26-1 and one for your program. And uh, I do want to mention, though, before we talk about the season as a whole and where your program stands, because I think you've done a fantastic job of building not just a team through one group, but a program. But uh, Bree Wilson didn't make the all-tournament team. That's one of the more bizarre omissions I think I've ever heard. Yeah, kind of caught everybody by surprise. You know, she had, I thought she had outstanding game every game of the tournament. Uh, you know, uh, our, our our point guard, uh, Maddie Leggett, played 75 minutes and only had three turnovers. So there's somebody else you could have had on there. So it's, it's, it's tough, but I think, you know, we know she deserves it, she knows. But, you know, the important thing is that uh, she's going to get another ring and get to hang another banner and, and talk about stuff for a long time at Parkersburg being part of something special. Our, our team's not built around individual stuff. They're, they're not – it was never important to them. We talked about, you know, if, if we're good and we do things the right way, those things will kind of fall in line. And uh, just as much as Bree used not being able to play in the final game last year as motivation, I think uh, this will motivate her a little bit in the off season and next year's season with the snub and i think people you know sometimes you don't want to poke the bear (laughs) (laughs) i look forward to what she brings to the floor next year to let everybody understand it wasn't a one-time thing you know she's been consistent for us all along last year and this year hey coach uh, coach marone here congratulations uh question maybe you could share with folks maybe a little bit of difference as you look back and take perspective last year's run to a title and then being a defending champion and Kind of people obviously coming after you, but uh, you guys were able to overcome that. Uh, did you? Was there any differences as you look at it from winning the title last year and then defending the title, which is which is very difficult in itself? Yeah, there's a, a big difference for me. I was talking with a lot of people <laughs> after the game. The first year it was just unbelievable joy. 
you know, uh, excitement. You know, we had a great semifinal game, a great final game, and a long time since they've been there. And to get that, that seventh one for them. This year we had such a great season. We wanted to finish it off after the, that final buzzer went off. It was just great relief. <laughs> it really was. It was. We had such a great season, and if we didn't finish it, then it kind of be tarnished. So I wanted it really bad for the kids. They worked hard all year. You know, we were the hunted. We accepted it. We 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 liked that target on our back. We won everybody's best shot, and and you know we were twenty two and zero against AAA teams in the state of West Virginia with an average margin of victory of just over thirty four points a game. So you know when they look back. When they get to be my age, they'll be able to brag a little bit about that. And, Coach, again, that is just a, a, a tribute to what you have done with that program. It takes the kids, but it also takes the coaches. It takes everybody pulling in the same direction to have the success that you've had in the last uh, couple of seasons with state championships and just as a whole over the years as well. Coach, congratulations on your second consecutive AAA state title. Well, thank you very much. That's Coach Scott Cousins of the Parkersburg Big Reds. Their girls win the AAA state title. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we will toss it back to Joe Linville. He's got a guest with him courtside. We will have a, a big game tomorrow afternoon, part three, the trilogy of Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior. Is that called a tease? That is. That and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communications, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to the final edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for being here. We appreciate all of the text, tweets, scores, and pictures. If you're looking at the pictures right now, you can send us pics. We'll get them in tonight as best we can. And thank you for being part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Also, we want to send the congratulations out to our standout athletes of the week. That includes R.J. Klein, Jesse Muncy, Anna Hamilton, Jordan Kish, Madison Blankenship, Marley Washinitz, Taylor Dunford, Tyler Gray, Ethan Travis, Levi Carrico, Reagan Sharp, Hunter Adkins. And tonight, one final standout athlete of the week will come from the Magnolia Blue Eagles. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Remarkable, outstanding, and nominated by you. Each week, we've selected a standout athlete of the week. We considered the nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, and involvement in the community and volunteer work. Thanks so much, and congratulations to all our standout athletes of the week. Date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. 
Now, back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9-31 on this semifinal Friday night for the Boys State High School Basketball Tournament in the state of West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, and Bill Cornwell here in studio. Let's just kick it right back to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Joe Linville is there courtside. He can give us an update on the AAA game, and he's joined by a guest. Real quickly, guys, University uh, leads Midland or Campbell Midland 15-11, uh, just under seven minutes to go in the first half in that ball game. And uh, joining me now is the head coach of the Chapmanville Regional Tigers, Coach Brad Napper. And, Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on the uh, on the big win tonight over Robert C. Bird. And uh, you get to go back to the big dance once again tomorrow, something you guys uh, kind of set your sights on a year ago here at the Civic Center. Yeah, um, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, it's it's been we we've had a great season. Um, you know, I'm super proud of our guys and the way they've played. And you know, we've had a target on our back pretty much all season. And our guys have stepped up and, and met pretty much every challenge. And uh, you know, I'm super proud of those guys. And you know, it, win or lose tomorrow, we've had a great year. Uh, and the same thing with Fairmont Senior. You know, uh, and and you know, I expect a great game. You know, I know Coach Retton will have those guys playing. Uh, really well, and, and it'll be a, a definite challenge. Are you, you feel like your guys are going to be ready. Your first two games you kind of cakewalk through uh, without a, a lot of adversity, but now you know what you are facing tomorrow. Yeah, our, our, guy, our guys know. You know, they know, uh, you know, Fairmont Senior is a beast. You know, they're a big uh, a beast, and, and our guys know what they're facing. You know, we've played them. You know, uh, already once this year, and it was it was a, a just a battle from start to finish, and and you know I I expect the same thing tomorrow. Of course, Coach Rett knows your team. You you guys have been watching them as well. Uh, how do you feel like you match up on a neutral floor? I know they came down earlier in the year and played on your home court. A little different situation this go round. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but but you know nothing that's no game that we've played before now or last year or two years ago. None of that matters. You know, it's it's one game, you know, and it's going to be whoever plays the best tomorrow. You know, and like I said, you know, both teams have had great seasons. And, and you know, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I think our guys are going to, are gonna, um, you know, come out ready to play tomorrow. And, and they, they have to. They have to play their best game uh, of the season tomorrow to have a chance. Coach, your team took a couple of road trips this season uh, down south. How do you feel like those trips help prepare you for to tomorrow? You know, it helps in, in so many ways, I think. You know, it helps our kids become closer. You know, they don't only get to play with each other. They get to stay with each other in hotels and eat out and, and spend a lot of time together. And, and then you throw in the factor, you know, you play really good competition. You know, uh, we, we played two teams that we played in Florida, went to the Sweet 16 in, in Kentucky. Uh, another team that we played down there from Cincinnati, you know, uh, was the second-best team in their league, and you know, and that's the biggest classification in, in the state of Ohio. Coach, just looking back, this is your third straight trip to the final dance. Uh, any thoughts? How did and, and maybe how does that prepare your team to give you that experience? Of course, you're the defending state champs, and like you said, you've had the target on your back all season. But uh, these guys are well seasoned. You know, you've got uh, Obina Killen, you've got Devin Collins. Uh, these boys have all been here before. Yeah, and that was probably that helped us tonight. I think. You know, I think our experience of being here and playing in this stage sort of helped us today, you know, against Robert Seabird. Um, you know, and, and Robert Seabird has a great team. You know, it, it just it just wasn't their night tonight, you know. and, and but, but, you know, you turn around, you got to play Fairmont tomorrow, and, 
you know, they've been here more than we have. So they're just as seasoned as we are, just as experienced. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to should be a fun game. Uh, and, and you know, it's uh, you know, you have to be your absolute A game just to have a chance. Coach Brad Napper, head uh, coach of the Chapman Regional Tigers, playing Fairmont tomorrow uh, in the Class AA Boys State Championship ball game. 2:30 is a tip time here at the Charleston Coliseum. Guys, back to the studio. Thanks very much, Joe. Excellent job as always. And Coach Napper is. Uh, we thank him for being so kind to take time to talk with us here tonight as well. I always enjoy hearing from him. He's intense. Great guy though, and yeah. always always good with his time I, with us. I, I love his. Uh, Description of Fairmont Senior as a beast, yeah. and, and, and he's <laughs> right. And, and, and you know, we go back to what Coach uh, Dave Retton. You look at the big picture of, of all the teams that are still alive. I really think that he's pretty accurate. That those two Double A teams are so talented and so just deep that they may be the two best uh, teams still alive, no matter the classification no matter the size of the school. And, uh, I mean, either one of them is are going to be a worthy champion, and that should be an outstanding game tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I tend to not want to get involved in cross-classification comparisons, but I can't help yeah. in this situation. I mean, you're looking at Bluefield has beaten Capital mm-hmm. and Woodrow Wilson on the road this year, and they got beat by 32 today. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And, you know, speaking of – Basketball schools having a, a great go of it. Fairmont. Boy, the boys' team looking to get back on the mountaintop. The girls' team did so last week with an uh, excellent win last uh, Saturday afternoon over Wyoming East. Corey Hines is the head coach of the Polar Bears. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Coach, first off, congratulations on your second title in three years. Hey, thank you guys. I really appreciate that. All right. We'll start with the bad, then we'll go back to the good. Six minutes into the game, you were down seventeen to three. What what yeah, was going on? Yeah. What what was going through your mind? I I I've watched your teams enough to know that they can wear on teams throughout the course of the game. I feel like you probably just felt like just weather this storm and you'll be okay. Well yeah, honestly that's something that we told the girls. Um Myself and my coaches, uh, uh, Coach Corey Body and Ryan Severe, we, um, I got an excellent coaching staff, um, and we got kids that you know I, that were very determined, and we knew that Wyoming East was a great team. Um, the last couple times we played them, they actually beat us, not just championship game; they beat us like last year too. So we we knew that we had uh, uh, our mind state was that it wasn't going to happen this year. So um, being down seventeen three, you know, fortunately. You know, uh, it was some kind faces in those stands. Uh, I was able to look at some family members, <laughs> and they kept me calm. You know what I'm saying? So I know a lot of people was like, you were so calm. Like, you know, and, and on, on the outside, yes, I was calm on the outside. But on the inside, and inside, I was like, okay, ladies, now we got to kick this in. So, um, but um, we've seen a couple of things that we felt we could take advantage of. We know Marley got a couple early fouls, um, uh, but... Um, we were able to go to the bench with Rebecca Jenkins and also Emily Emily Stern, uh, and uh, they did a really good job. We was able to buy Marley some minutes, and then Marley and Courtney, I thought, did a wonderful job on their guards. So I thought that that was a big key to the game because um, their guards are excellent, but they got a little tired. And 
if you look at the gauntlet of guards that we had to play in those three games, uh, that was <laughs> some of the best in the state. So I, I keep sounding like Courtney Wilfon's uh, campaign manager. I'm telling these college coaches <laughs> they're slipping. They got to get it together, fellas. Got to get together. So. That was just uh, that was a fun game to watch because, like you said, I mean, you know, Wyoming East came out hot. Three-pointers from you know, a couple of threes from Jazz Blankenship, Katie Daniels, Scholar Davidson hit threes. It just kind of felt like a Wyoming East team had been in a little bit of an offensive funk with shooting the ball well early on. But, again, you were able to wear them down. And you're, you had a senior-laden team, but in many ways it was the freshman Marley Washington that kind of brought it all together. Yes, yes. See, um, um I tell people, she has an excellent pedigree. Her, both her parents were coaches. They both played in college. So she, you know, uh, Marley really doesn't have a choice. <laughs> I tell, tell people that. Like, she don't have a choice. So, you know, even, you know, she got two parents that both played college basketball and they both coached. So, you know, she's going to, uh, you know, uh, you, you actually, I bet you her Christmas gifts was a basketball. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but yeah, anytime that you can get, get the respect of your seniors as a freshman, um, it's, it's excellent. You know, that, that means you're doing a great job. And she was able, you know, um, early, um, she had to learn a few things because, you know, you also playing with some people that also has already developed a reputation and they also have goals and stuff like that. So she had, she had to learn a few things in the very beginning, but she learned real quick and she did a wonderful job. Very proud of it. Coach Thomas, are you talking about uh, uh, getting the title last week? Coach Renton going for a title tomorrow, obviously, for basketball at uh, Fairmont Senior High School. This is kind of a, a, a golden era, although it puts a lot of pressure on you and Coach Retton to kind of keep these standards up. Hey, well, see, I, I see the problem, the problem is going to be right now, I'm going to owe him another. Like, if he does what he has to do, because it's like, when he won his second one, he put pressure on me. <laughs> when I won the first one, when I won my first one, and, and, and he, he seen this look. I think he seen this look in my face like I was going to be like, I'm done. We done won it. I'm done. And he threw this, this challenge out. He said, well, anybody can win one, but for you to be a real champion, you got to win two. And that's something he threw out there. So, um, But I, I, I'm like really excited about that game tomorrow, man. That, that's two great teams. Coach Retton has an excellent program, and not just our basketball program. You got to think about it. We got pressure from our football team, our soccer team, our swimming. You know, what I'm saying you walk down the hallways, it's, it's, it's trophies, state championship trophy, and wrestling. You know, it's stuff. So you have to. You don't want to be the team that doesn't come home with something. You don't want to be that team. So there's a lot of pressure. Coach Corey Hines, the Fairmont senior, the Polar Bears win the girls' state title game. And before we let you go, Coach, we know you're unable to be in Charleston where you would like to be, I'm sure, but you're in Charlotte for your grandmother's funeral tomorrow. We certainly, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family, all those who are affected by that. And thanks so much for taking time out to talk with us tonight. Hopefully we'll ever make you smile a little bit. Hey, you sure enough did. And I really appreciate that. Uh, me and my family want to tell you guys thank you and really appreciate all the well wishes. Uh, a lot of people have been sending me emails and you know text messages. Really appreciate that. A lot of love out there. Thanks so much. That's Corey Hines, head coach of the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears. We've got a full uh, – we're just – we've got things are just moving right along quickly. We're going to step aside and take a break. Let's do that right now. When we come back, we will talk with the Gray family of Webster County. They are at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center getting ready for the single-A title game tomorrow. We'll also talk with Rob Stracula, head coach of Parkersburg Catholic. 
That's who they'll play in the single-A title game tomorrow. <laughs> That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, and there's not many of them left, you'll find them all at basketballnight.com, along with all the schedules and brackets. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experience that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experience comes through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us. This is the final show of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Don't forget, go to our website, vote in our last poll question. Our final question, should the state championship games be played in all in one session instead of split into two sessions? Give us a yes or a no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And a shout-out to Chad Smiles, Avarice Amwa, Kevin Skull, Tom, Melissa, Tyler Maynard, and Ty. They are a part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Maybe it's for the better you don't see what happens here during the break. Ryan Epling, (laughs) Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell with you. We're having a good time here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the semifinal Friday in Boys State Tournament play. We already know the single-A matchup is set. For tomorrow at noon, it will be Parkersburg Catholic against undefeated top-ranked Webster County. And joining us now from the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center, head coach Michael Gray, senior Tyler Gray of the Highlanders. They are in uh, into the title game. And uh, first off, Coach Gray, um, a difficult game this morning against a very good Trinity team. Not the offensive output you're used to. But your defense got it done. It's not about winning pretty. It's just about winning this time of year, right? Yeah, yeah. We Our offense struggled today, but yeah, we didn't shoot the ball very well. But, uh, yeah, like I said, all year we, we rely on our defense, and it was still pretty good today. Yeah, you, you 45-42 the final in that game, and you outscored Trinity Christian in the second half 23-15 to to get that comeback win. Uh, tell me about taking that, that team um, – you know, taking this Webster County ball club to the state championship game against a familiar opponent now in Parkersburg Catholic. 
Yeah, uh, we played them in the LKC uh, championship, so we're familiar with uh, Parksburg Catholic. And uh, uh, Coach uh, Shakula does a really great job with that group. And uh, the Almondkins just he seems like he's shooting the ball really well right now. So, yeah, we'll have our hands full. Uh, but I, I think uh, we've played them before, and we know a lot about them. And uh, uh, I think we our kids are ready for this. Yeah, we've been working hard, and uh, I think everybody's – Still waiting for us to lose the game, but I don't. Every time I look at these kids, I think, nah, I don't think they got it in them. I think they're ready to take this thing clear to the end tomorrow. And uh, Tyler, uh, the, yes, or two days ago in the semifinals against St. Mary's, 20 points. Today, shots weren't falling, just one of seven from the floor, but three assists and your teammates stepping up as well. That's got to take a little bit of pressure off you to know they can come through also. Yeah, uh, tonight wasn't really a good shitty night for me. But, uh, yeah, my teammates and the big guys stepped up for sure. And uh, we uh, outboarded uh, Daniel Woods. Uh, and we just, St. Mary's I was on, and then Trinity this morning just wasn't the best. But I just put all that on my defense and just gave my guys ball. So, What was it like for you to play in front of, uh, you know, in that environment today, knowing that, I mean, Webster County, this is uncharted territory for your school and community. Uh, it's a way uh, bigger environment down here for sure. But when you got your whole entire county falling behind you, it's just it's just like you're playing back at home. It's not – it wasn't – like last year we lost very badly, but it was to a good team. And it was the first time we ever been to an arena like this. But um, now we're – we're getting in our zone, we're getting in our rhythm, and uh, we got a whole entire Webster County with us all the way. Uh, Coach Gray, Coach Brown here. Uh, one of the stats that really jumped out at me was second chance points, 19-4 to four in your favor today. So when you see your ball club finding a way to win when maybe those shots aren't going down and really doing those things that coaches love to see, it's got to make you feel good that when things are tough or something's not going that, that, that your kids can persevere through that. Yeah, Cole Taylor carried us today around the – you know, I've said all, all year, that kid around the rim is just uh, phenomenal. But uh, uh, his second chance points today and uh, what he did around the rim was, was great for this team. He was, he was a big leader for this team today. Uh, Drew Holcomb, you know, he, he played a really good game today. And I always say, you know, sometimes when this team's not shooting the ball very well or, or uh, so we always have somebody to pick us up and, and lead us because, you know, any night we could have a leading scorer on this team. It's just not one kid. It's – you know, that's a lot. A lot of times, that's hard for other teams to defend us because we're just uh, we're so we, we you know we got all these kids on this team and they share the ball really well and they, they play great together and you just don't know which night uh, that kid's going to be and and today it was Cole Taylor he kind of carried us today. Seven seniors on this Webster County team, one of them beside of you, coach. And tomorrow, we'll play together for a state championship. It will be the last time they play together. There's a lot of emotions this time of year, right? Yeah, yeah, we've uh, uh, Tyler and I have been going at it for a long time. Saturday, Sundays, workouts, late nights, and uh, uh, I told them kids the other day, you know, our last practice, uh, we went to the rec center between games and had a good practice. And uh, yeah, and tomorrow with this senior group and with Tyler, it's going to be our last time together. So we're going to try to absorb all this tonight, get a good rest, and come out here and play hard tomorrow and uh, see if we can take a championship home to Webster County is, our, is what we want to do. So yeah, it's going to be emotional, win or lose. Uh, but we'll get through it, and, you know, we'll, we'll still get on the court and work. I mean, after this is all over, we, we're hoping other things will happen. Coach Michael Gray, senior Tyler Gray of Webster County, the Highlanders will go for an undefeated season tomorrow 
at noon in the Class Single-A State Championship game against Parkersburg Catholic. Coach and player, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. All right, and uh, what, what an exciting time it is uh, for that, just for that entire family. And, and the thing is, the it's like they said, the, the entire county, I mean, it, they've come together as one, and um, I guess uh, just caravanning to Charleston for these games. So, I mean, good luck to them. And <clears throat> certainly uh, another school with the nickname Highlander, a good opportunity here to uh, record a championship because usually when you think of Highlander and – you think of Huntington High, and they've certainly had their share of state championships in basketball. Webster County's Highlanders, good opportunity to stick their name there tomorrow. And no single-A team in West Virginia has finished undefeated since Payton City in 1987 when they beat the Bramwell Millionaires in a battle of unbeatens in the class single-A title game. One of my all-time favorite uniforms, <laughs> the dollar signs on the, on the pants for the Bramwell Millionaires. Absolutely. Let's go right back to the phones. Rob Strakula, the head coach of Parkersburg Catholic, as they were able to get the win today over Wheeling Central. And, Coach, first off, congratulations on reaching the Class Single-A State Championship game. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. 21 of 42 from the floor as a team against Wheeling Central. That's impressive against anyone in a state tournament. But to do it against a team with that pedigree, what were you able to see uh, offensively that kind of – see that you could attack them and, and get to the rim? Well, I think we had, we had 26 points in the paint to their eight. You know, we're not a, a team that's really going to threaten the post a lot and score from, from off the block. So, you know, we really wanted to attack the paint, attack the rim, make them descend, in the, um, with about, you know, about 20 to 30 feet out from the, um, the basket, try to open up some driving lanes. And, um, you know, Jeff Boyce and Carol were very effective doing that tonight. This morning, I should say. It, it's a habit. I understand. I still call it the Charleston Civic Center. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, um, Coach, your postseason games, a one-point win in the sectional final over Williamstown, a six-point hard-fought win over Tug Valley in the regional co-final, a two-point win over Notre Dame in the class single-A quarterfinals. I mean, your team, is, it, there's no, no chance for you to even relax in the past, what, two weeks now? No, and you know we're not made to re- to really you know win big against against teams. You know, it's, but these guys have really found a way to win close games. They, they just absolutely refuse to lose attitude right now. And you know, like, but we just got to keep doing what we're doing to, to get we're out at this point right now. And, and that's just play together and to continue to make the right decisions on the floor for each other. Coach, talk about the the work of uh, Kate Olman and Jeb Boyce and today. I mean, they come up with forty five of your uh, sixty one points, uh, just handling the bulk of the scoring. They did, and, and, and Kate Olman is, is an unbelievable talent, and he's you know he comes once in a lifetime for a lot of schools. So, in, in what he's been doing the past uh, three or four games has been unbelievable. And and we talked to the team about how the other guys got to step up and play some big roles. And against Notre Dame, that was Pat Cope who had 12 points, nine rebounds. And and today it was, it was Jeff Boyce. He had he had 18 points, five assists, and just played played a tremendous game for the point guard position. Coach, your ball club uh, defeats the reigning state champions, and now you get a rematch with a team you played uh, just a, about several weeks ago. Now about three weeks ago in the LKC championship game, uh, Webster County. Things change this time of year. Even in this relatively short period of time, uh, tell me what you take from that game and uh, what you look moving into tomorrow's title game. Well, 
Webster's has a lot of talent, and they're, they're very tough at every position. And we didn't play very well the first time. And I mean, we're 13 to 53 from the floor. Um, you know, you're not going to beat too many teams missing 40 shots. But a lot of that had to do with how, how good they were defensively. You know, ordering shots, uh, just getting the passing lanes, creating turnovers. So, you know, a lot of it was um, them. And we, made, we, didn't, we didn't shoot the ball well. I mean, they, they contested a lot of our shots. We did, our shot selection was poor. So, you know, going into tomorrow, we really got to make sure we, we, we take care of the basketball, value the ball at both ends of the floor, and get the best shot we possibly can get every possession. Coach Rob Strakula of Parkersburg Catholic, the Crusaders, get the win this morning over Wheeling Central. 61 to 50 advance to the class single A title game where they will take on Webster County tomorrow at high noon. And uh, coach, before we let you go, first time since 2010 that the Crusaders have been to the championship game. And I, I know this is an exciting yeah. time for you. Oh, it's very exciting. And I was very fortunate to be on, an assistant coach on that team um, to watch that team grow. Um, a lot of those guys were freshmen that came in played at varsity level and you know a lot of, for me in the situation that I'm in you know a lot of the guys on this team or not most of them you know, had the opportunity to teach these guys in school in elementary school so I've had to see them grow and mature um, you know since, since first grade so this, this, watch them grow and I get to grow with them is a, a special day a special moment right now that's what it's all about Rob Strakula head coach of Parkersburg Catholic yeah. best of luck to you and the Crusaders tomorrow at noon thanks guys I appreciate it all right, and that was an enjoyable game to watch this morning. It was, it was, it was a well-played basketball game, the Parkersburg Catholic-Wheeling Central game. Um, you know, Wheeling Central shot 33%, but Parkersburg Catholic shooting 50% from the field, able to get to the basket. Uh, that was just it was a, it was an entertaining basketball game. Yeah, and I tell you, Park Catholic's defense very effective. They held Central to 33% shooting, and they only committed nine personal fouls for the game, and that means you're moving your feet, your position's good playing good, solid defense. And they will take on Webster County. That should be an excellent class single-A title game tomorrow. There won't be a won't be a business open at all of Webster County. Tomorrow. Watch out. Good time to rob a bank in yeah. Webster hey. County. <laughs> Last one out. Well, somebody needs to keep the security on. So do that. Well, it'll be More. a daytime game so you can keep the lights <laughs> yeah. on. Hour two of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, including 97.1 FM, 1360 AM, WHJC and Mate One. We're also on 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 103.7 Jack FM WQWB and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVLW and Logan, Lydrog 93R, WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Hinton. 
the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZ LP, Edmund Beckley. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAP LP, Clay. 104.5 FM, WASP LP, Huntington. 101.1 FM, WVWP LP, Wayne. 90.7 FM, WFGH, Fort Gay. And Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us Saturday, April 9th on the Marshall University campus for Green and White Day. Our open house will introduce you to all things Marshall. You'll be able to visit with administration and staff from admissions, financial aid, and housing. Plus, you'll meet with faculty who can help you explore the many academic programs Marshall has to offer. Home to over 100 degree programs, Marshall University offers a diverse education full of many exciting opportunities. To register for Green and White Day, call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the fastest three hours in radios. We celebrate high school basketball throughout the Mountain State on this semifinal Friday from the Boys State Tournament in Charleston. We are in our comfortable studios in Huntington. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell with you here in studio. Joe Linville is at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. We'll check in with him in just a moment. Uh, Real quick, though, we do want to go ahead and give you the updates uh, throughout the day, and we'll also we'll have a we'll have a guest joining us from Charleston in just a moment as well. There's your tease. That is a tease. But first, it's time for a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores, look no more. I surprised him. Got him. Looking for scores, look no more. Visit BasketballNight. Com. You know, when there are only six games, I take care of the scoreboard. All the heavy lifting you take care of. Right. All year long, all, all year long, I've I'm, been, I'm just, and I'm, Joe have been grinding and lifting. And I'm a distributor through the season, <laughs> but when it's, when it's you know, championship winning time, you know. You and Reggie Miller, we, yeah, winning right. time, Winning baby. time, that's right. <laughs> State tournament semifinals from today. Final scores, Parkersburg Catholic defeated Wheeling Central 61-50. to it was Webster County defeating Trinity Christian 45-42. So it will be Webster County and Parkersburg Catholic tomorrow noon from the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Class AA, Fairmont Senior defeats Bluefield 64-32. Also, it was Chapmanville defeating Robert C. Bird 85-54. So at 2.30 tomorrow, the Class AA state title game for the third straight year, it will be Fairmont Senior taking on Chapmanville should be a fantastic ball game. Triple-A, Martinsburg is undefeated and into the class triple-A title game. They beat Capital 60-57. Excellent basketball game there earlier this evening in Charleston. Carry on Martin, 23 points 
in the loss for Capital in that ballgame. University and Cavill Midland are playing right now at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. University leads Cavill Midland 36-18 at the half. That is a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism, basketballnight.com scoreboard. Now we will uh, you know, we'll go to the phone in just a minute. I don't want to make uh, our guests on the phone wait, but also we've got a guest inside the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center who was so kind to sit here with us through the entire program last week in the seat currently occupied by Rick Marone. And I don't think I asked him a single question the entire show. All three hours. <laughs> our resident referee, Bo Anderson, is with Joe Limbo at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Bo, welcome hey, to the program. Hey, hey, guys, just a quick update. Uh, 4.53 to go in the third, and uh, Cattle Midland's kind of made a little run here to get back within 10, so they trail 39-29, about four and a half minutes to go in the game, or in the third quarter. There you go. So now that we've got a resident referee joining us, do we, do we, get, the, uh, do we get his intro music? <laughs> He's got the ambient crowd noise behind him. Yes. Bo, they're not. There we go. There we go. There, there. Now, now we've got Bo in. I asked him how he liked sitting in my seat last week, and he said he loved it, but he really just didn't get to talk a whole lot. I felt privileged just, I felt privileged just to be there. I was just happy to be there, you know. Well, I like. Rick, you, Rick, Rick has filled big shoes tonight. I'll let him know. I can only dream. <laughs> Hey, uh, okay, something we have to talk about. Two times in this state tournament, we've talked about this before over the years, but it seems to be biting us again. They aren't getting the names into the scorebook properly. We've had two technical fouls called in the tournament. Bo, from the official side of things, what's happening? What needs to happen to avoid that? Well, obviously, the coaches need to check their books. They need to make sure that their score books and the official book, because they're not the official book in the state tournament, the official book is provided by the state tournament. But they need to check those numbers and those names and make sure they're correct so those things don't happen. Uh, You know, people copy them from rosters and stuff, and then you end up having a switch in a number or change, or a lot of times some of their jerseys home and away are a different number, and they need to check those numbers themselves. I hate buck technicals, but they're there for a reason, and, you know, they need to get those checked before the game ever even gets close to being started, you know, but a lot of them just assume it's going to get in there the correct way, and then I saw one earlier today myself, and, of course, people were wondering what the technical was for, and, it was simple. It was a wrong number in the book, so and the guy's going to play, so therefore you're going to have the technical for uh, the wrong number and incorrect name and number being in the book. Bo, Coach Marone here. Yes, I, sir, buddy. I have actually been the recipient of a technical in the state tournament before a game started for a book violation. So <laughs> I, my question to you is this. If you look throughout the regular season, I would venture to say if you're honest about it over the course of your career, I can tell you in all the years I've coached, I have rarely, if ever, seen a technical prior to the start of a game for a book violation. There's obviously a reason. It's the process, in my opinion, of how those lineups get into the book. You fill out a sheet like a baseball coach, and you submit the sheet, and then they put it into the book. So what would you say would be maybe a way, because during the regular season, I don't think you've probably seen very many of those technicals, but it's getting to be a 
an issue at the state tournament. Is it something with the process? I have to sign the slip. The person that turns it in is the head coach, just like a manager in baseball. There's obviously a problem, and you're put. This is big time stakes here. You've got teams with the state tournament on the line, and we're teeing them up before the game. I think there needs to be something done. Well, my suggestion, if I was coaching in the state tournament, would be to go and check and make sure that the books had the correct names and numbers. Uh, you know, that's I would still make sure, even though I turned in a roster, that doesn't mean it got wrote down the wrong way. And, again, you know, we have those accidents that happen, whether it be bookkeepers, officials, coaches, players. And I would personally, myself, if I was coaching, would go check the book several months, you know, before the officials check it and sign it and make sure the names and numbers were correct. Well, let me throw one more thing out there, and then I'll let you off the hook since you're withering. You're, you're kind of twisting around nicely for me. Uh, I'll tell you what happened in my situation. Uh, I filled the sheet out before we ever traveled to Charleston. I signed it with my assistant coaches, and we had left off a girl who was a freshman who would probably never get into a game. So they started to do the player introductions. We realized that she had not been put on the book. She was not going to get in the game unless it was lopsided one way or the other. So I went to the table, and I said, I want to make sure if the opportunity comes, I can let this girl play. We may not get back to the state tournament. I was misinformed by the official, and he said that if you want her in the book, you have to buy her into the book prior to the start of the game with the technical. My understanding from, I won't mention who, from the supervisors of officials, I could have waited, and if she went into the game, she would have been teed up at that time, but I had to take a technical prior to the game. I think it was an official's error. Uh, that, well, that's correct. That, that was not correct in the fact what should have happened was Let's say that you start to put her in the game. You don't know that she's not in the book, and you start to put her in the game, and they say she's not in there. You can call her back. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't. Have, the, the game should not have started with a technical for your addition to the book. The only time that should happen is if that girl's going to participate. Hey, Coach, just to clarify something this morning, I think if I remember right, that was Parkersburg Catholic that got the technical. The coach admitted in the press conference he made the mistake. He said, I guarantee you that will not happen tomorrow. Hey, that's, uh, I guarantee you it won't happen tomorrow either. Uh, uh, Bo, always a pleasure to, to get to talk with you. and uh, You don't have to go. We just have a lot more to, uh, people to talk to here on the program as well. We might, uh, might get back in touch with you before the night's over, though. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to be here till the end of the game. And uh, I understand that I'm missing out on food again is what I heard, but that's quite all right. Rick can eat my part tonight, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be good to go. But, guys, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's awesome. I hear a lot of comments from a lot of people throughout the day about how they enjoy the show. Matter of fact, I had somebody come up to me. It's from North Marion and said, hey, aren't you that guy? I've looked at you a couple times. You probably wonder why I'm staring at you. And I said, yes. He, loved. he said, I absolutely love the show. I turn it on. I said, if I go to different games, I turn it on or try to get it uh, on my uh, phone or whatever. So, I mean, guys, the show's just fantastic. And, you know, obviously you guys do a great job of putting it together. And, uh, you know, it's great for the state, and it's great for the kids and the coaches uh, to get a little more uh, publicity than they may typically get. Bo Anderson, our resident referee. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. All right, and uh, let's let's go right back to the phones. We'll we'll get to Shannon Lewis, head coach of St. Joe, in just a moment. The girls' team that won the class single A state title. But first, I want to go 
to our good buddy Jordan Mounts. Jordan has out of the hospital and on the mend. Friend of the program and a contributor and a fellow host here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Jordan, good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, guys, it's good to be back on the show, and uh, it's it's good to be, like you said, it's good to be out of the hospital, out of uh, out of jail, so to speak. <laughs> Boy, it's always good to be upright. Absolutely, you know, it's uh, I've said here since this all began, uh, it's, it's going to take more than a popped lung to keep me to keep me down. <laughs> wow, uh, let, let's not challenge that. <laughs> I think you've been through enough, but um, you know, Jordan, this is a this is the best time of year for basketball fans, right? If you're a basketball fan, you're just in heaven right now. Um, you've got, uh, what is it, 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 eight teams each division. You've got 24 of the best high school basketball teams in the state of West Virginia, and they're all coming together at the Charleston Civic Center. And at the end of the day, or at the end of the week, I should say, we're going to know who the three best teams are in the state of West Virginia in each of their respective divisions. Um, and uh, if, if you're a fan of good quality basketball, you, you it doesn't get any better than this. And... and- I know that unfortunately, uh, you know, you weren't able to be with us here in studio tonight. I- I've got to imagine that this time of year, you're getting to watch a lot of basketball now. It could be worse. Like the timing could have been worse, right? Yeah, well, you know, at the same time, you know, you know as well as I do, I love basketball. Um, I've, tra- I've traveled with uh, several teams, covered a lot of basketball, written about a lot of basketball been on the radio broadcast a lot of basketball since my senior year of high school but you know as many of you all know I was also a college baseball player at West Virginia Tech University and that being said I'm a big baseball fan and also I'm a uh, official with the SSAC I'm a baseball official so as far as my situation goes I don't know how much worse it could get because actually I'm going to be missing a little bit of baseball season but you know, it, it could always be worse, I guess. You know, when you sit back and think about it, I'm just blessed that I was able to come out of this pretty scot-free, so to speak. Absolutely. Jordan, a lot of thoughts and prayers have been headed your way over the past few weeks. We'll continue to do so as you continue to mend. Hey, get better, buddy. That Somebody has to umpire these baseball games. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, they, they, they always make the joke that uh, all the officials out there are blind. And, you know, I know our good friend Bo Anderson has said, uh, you're, as an official, you're always 50% right and 50% wrong. And uh, <laughs> I just try to be the, the 50% that's right most of the time. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll heal up, and uh, I'll be back behind the plate taking uh, uh, take call of the balls and strikes here before too long at all. And, and get hit by foul tips. That's <laughs> just how it goes. Jordan Mounts, WFGH <laughs> Radio in Fort Gay. And on the mend. Thanks so much for calling in tonight, Jordan. Getting hit with foul balls, that's what you call your wake-up call to get started the game. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, guys. There you we'll, go. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good show. Thanks so much. and uh, Just good to hear from him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Good to hear from him. I tell you what, the basketball Friday night this year has been like a mass unit because I was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. You, you've had a few issues with health, yeah. and we've had others. So uh, I caught the flu. It, it, it's been... <laughs> It's been a struggle this year. I had the flu, and I was the best off of any of y'all. <laughs> but you know what? We're near the finish line. I can see the finish line. We're going to make it. We're, we're going to make it. You know, we've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, Shannon Lewis, head coach of the St. Joe Irish girls basketball team, the class single-A state champs. We'll talk with Coach Lewis and much more of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the final edition. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to the final edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Congratulations to our standout Athletes of the Week, which includes... R.J. Klein, Jesse Nancy, Anna Hamilton, Jordan Kish, Madison Blankenship, Marley Washinitz, Taylor Dunford, Tyler Gray, Ethan Travis, Levi Carrico, Reagan Sharp, and Hunter Adkins. And tonight, there'll be a new and final standout athlete of the week from the Magnolia Blue Eagles. That's coming up. What they all have in common, of course, they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as a standout athlete of the week. Remarkable, outstanding, and nominated by you. Go to our website and check out all the past standout athletes of the week. All kinds of information on them there and great stories, too. Congratulations to our standout athletes of the week. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers. Just a few moments ago, hello, Becky Winters, Emily, and also Zach. They're part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10-17 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. So glad to have you with us on Semifinal Friday for the Boys State Tournament. Also recapping the Girls State Tournament. Huntington St. Joe wins the Class Single A title. We'll talk with Coach Shannon Lewis of the Irish in just a moment. But first, that game at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center going on right now between University and Cavill Midland. University had a big lead at the half. Joe Linville joins us live. Joe, things have changed drastically in the last eight minutes of play. Yes, Ryan, it has. Uh, three quarters are in the books. Now we're about 5.50 to go here in the ballgame. University now leads Cavill Midland 58-37. Uh, which they've just stretched it back out here just a little bit. But uh, Cabell had a pretty good run on them uh, to try to get back in this game. All right, Joe, we will check back in with you in just a moment on that as uh, the winner of that game gets Martinsburg in the AAA title game. Martinsburg trying to go undefeated. There's a lot of historical stuff going on in this Boy State tournament. We'll kind of bring that all together uh, here in, in just a few moments uh, or throughout the remainder of the show. But right now, let's go back to the phones. Shannon Lewis is the head coach of St. Joe. The Irish defeated Parkersburg Catholic 71-46 in the single-A title game last Saturday afternoon. Coach Lewis, congratulations on another state championship. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Uh, your ball club gets that win, 71-46. Paige shy, 28 points. State tournament record, eight three-pointers. It's one thing to know that she can play that well. Marshall signee, you know what she's capable of. But to do that in her final high school game, that had to be kind of fitting to, to, to watch her go out and play so well on the way out. Well, she, she's a great shooter. And uh, when she gets that uh, gets on that roll and in that uh, groove or, or, or rhythm, as she said, um, you know, she can do that. And she, she definitely, you know, she missed some early, but, but when she got on that roll, she, she put a bunch in her row. And all eight of those came over the course of the final three quarters, and uh, that was a game that was uh, you know a little bit back and forth early on. Uh, Parkersburg Catholic, a good team, able to hang with you, uh, have a, had a seven-two lead right out of the gate. Um, did the Crusaderettes, but uh, your ball club can wear on teams and wear on teams, and as soon as there's a mental lapse, uh, your your team able to pile on points. I go back to that Willing Central run that was just it went from thirty-two twenty-eight to. 62-32 and, and basically a heartbeat. Uh, that, that kind of explosive firepower, good to have in your arsenal. Well, we we played uh, eight pretty much all year, and, and we had some injuries, but we were we were still a little banged up up there, kids limping around, but when we were able to rotate eight all year, we were able to keep, keep everybody fresh and continue to do the same things even when we were subbing, so uh, we did wear down uh, a lot of teams this this year in the second half, and and that's what happened mainly, in, you know, in those last two games. And your ball club, uh, you know, and the program has been good now for you know more than a decade of basically being in the title game, nine state championships in the last eleven seasons. Is this maybe one of the deeper teams that you had in that run? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, like I said, sometimes you think you're you're deeper than you are, but. But when you can go eight and and continue not to change anything you're doing, then then that definitely uh, shows your depth. And, and this year was was probably my deepest team. And you'll have a lot of uh, a lot of those players back next year too. Well, we will. Uh, uh, we got a good balance, but uh, we're losing two really good scores. So um, I think we have a chance to be better defensively, but uh, we are going to not be able to. To score in the half court sets as for losing Dina and Paige, who are terrific scorers. But, but I'm excited for, for, for the kids uh, that will be able to step up next year. Shannon, looking at the season as a whole, uh, uh, of course, you guys, uh, folks around the state know your uh, recipe. Uh, you guys put a lot, of, a lot of miles on vehicles, and you basically go anywhere and play anybody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it has to be satisfying because obviously the end results always get to Charleston win a championship and uh, all that work, all that travel all that uh, just uh, toil that you put in summer and fall and the end of the winter it paid off last Saturday well it does and like I said I like to challenge them and, um, you know we, we were playing really well and, and playing some tough teams and uh, got ranked there a little bit in max preps which was nice for the kids but Injuries really hit us hard late. We played some really good teams and lost a few late. But um, like I said, by the time we, we got there, I, we weren't 100% healthy. But, you know, three of the kids were limping pretty bad. But, but they were, you know, 70 80%. Dina, Bailey, and Deanna's really good players. So, uh, you know, it, it, 
they were challenged all year, and, and I was proud of the way they responded. Coach Shannon Lewis of the Huntington St. Joe Irish, the girls' class single-A state champions for the ninth time in 11 seasons. Congratulations on the championship. Thank you very much. All right, and again, thanks so much to Coach Lewis for joining us here tonight. And, you know, guys, we're talking about opportunities for history in West Virginia and and in this in this state tournament in particular. And I've spent much of the past, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes on this program, even during the program, going back through the record books, doing my research, trying to find, uh, you know, a nugget of information that I'm sure will be out there in much more uh, variety here over the course of the next uh, several hours and into tomorrow morning at the very least. But this is a state that is very basketball-oriented. It's more basketball-oriented, I think, than a lot of people realize. Um, you know, had good teams all throughout you know, the history of the, the state, good players. Jason Williams was at the state tournament earlier this week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just uh, you know, Jerry West, obviously, et cetera, et cetera. We have an undefeated Class A team and an undefeated Class AAA team. Coach Marone, when was the last time we had two teams finish undefeated in the state of West Virginia in boys basketball in the same season? Well, you've already you brought up Hayden City, who finished the deal, but that's just one team. So I would assume it was prior to Hayden City's run. So I I really don't know. <laughs> I can't, I have I don't even have a, a somewhat educated. You, being, you were deductive reasoning. I was. Like, I, Peyton City you mentioned was the last team to make the the, the run to the end, but two teams. Uh, it's got to be prior to that. Bill, Bill? <laughs> I I don't not have a clue. I mean, I, I'm, I'm he's befuddled. Us. I am befuddled by this. <laughs> But I know you have the answer. I do have the answer. Please, and he has a big grin on his face too because he has Here's the, the thing. West Virginia has been crowning three state basketball champions per year. Uh, and that goes back to the late, know, late 1959. Yeah, I'm going to say it was the late 50s. Yeah. But even before that. There have never been two schools finished with undefeated boys okay. basketball seasons trick in the question. same year. You're going the trick question. <laughs> yes. So history can be made tomorrow. Martinsburg will try to make history and become the first team to go undefeated and win the state football championship and go undefeated and win the state boys basketball championship in the same school year also. Yeah, and along that line, when we were talking to Coach Lewis, I was just thinking, you think about the role that he and the Irish have been on it really reminds me of uh, what occurred back in the 70s on the boys' side in North early Fork. 80s in the North Fork Blue Demons. Blue Demons and Coach Jennings Boyd. I mean, all consecutive championships or championship appearances. I mean, it's almost carbon copy between what North Fork did on the boys' side in AA and what St. Joe is doing in girls on the single-A side. Well, and I tell you, you know, when you look at the on the boys' side, and, and we're all excited about what's going to go on tomorrow, but – when you think about Chapmanville and Fairmont meeting again in that championship game, uh, that's just got to get you salivating to get ready to go for that. But 
the Webster County story, I mean, you know, uh, Joe was sharing with us earlier about five bus loads loading up. Uh, we made a few uh, jokes about uh, the rather deserted field that will be in mm-hmm. Webster County tomorrow. But, you know, you get those magical runs. I, I think back of some of the teams throughout the history of high school basketball, run that you mentioned, the Magnificent Seven, uh, their from run Hannon, uh, yes. from Hannon. I mean, it's really what it's all about. And, and Park Catholic very well could go in there and, and end the dream season. I mean, they're very capable, yes. great player in Allman and Boyce. So it's going to be a great game. But I think, like you said, when you see people trying to reach a point that's never been reached before between them and Martinsburg, and to be able to be a part of it, it just reminds us why we love high school basketball. Absolutely. And, you know, with again, with the thrill of victory comes the agony of defeat. Three teams are going to play in the state championship tomorrow. And they're, they're going to leave with runner-up plaques. And Three really good teams are going to have runner-up plaques. Yes. And you can lose perspective in the moment. And I understand that because you want to win. You want to win your last game. You absolutely want to win your last game. But <laughs> everyone who's played the last three weeks, or last two weeks specifically in, in West Virginia, has had a successful season. Exactly. And, Ryan, I'll tell you what, uh, I was fortunate enough when I was in high school, I was in high school, I wasn't born 53 years old, uh, (laughs) to play in four football championships. We won three of them, but I can tell you the most vivid memories many times are the one that we came up short. So uh, you look back and you're very grateful for the opportunities you have, uh, but uh, it's high stakes. But after time goes by, I, I think you're right. You know, these young men and women and their coaches or communities will look back and just appreciate the journey, and that's what you have to do. Uh, I mean, I can, I can tell you firsthand, uh, the last two years I've watched my alma mater make a state basketball tournament for the first time. First time was last year. The second time was this year. It was in girls' high school basketball. And what I remember is, one, parking, and you, you know this, and I'll make a reference so a few people <laughs> won't understand. I know that. But on the old road, to the, where the old one-lane bridge used to be that took you from what, Route 152 down Craig Road to the Wayne High School complex, having to park on that old road and walk to the gym, a packed gym, <laughs> to watch girls' high school basketball. I'll never forget that. Who would have thunk it? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's memories that you'll, you'll treasure and keep, and, and that's what it's all about. And. Uh, and it's exciting. And you were there, too. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was back behind you. You, of course, had the VIP seating as the PA man, and, and the rest of us uh, were in the back. The irony of which being I was sitting on the second or third row. <laughs> yes, Even true. as the public address announcer, I couldn't get down at the table. That's just how it works. But uh, I, good times, and certainly, again, it, it's not always the destination. It's the journey that yeah. you remember, and it should be remembered. It should be celebrated because it's difficult. It is not easy. No, to think what they go through and uh, what the time and the commitment that's went into the culmination. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, three champions are crowned, but it's been a wonderful year this year. Uh, you know, we've been able to enjoy it uh, and participate in our own little way, but uh, it's a great sport and a great opportunity for, for the fans. We hope they can all get out there tomorrow, uh, support them. We know there's many platforms to enjoy the, the games, as Jordan Mounts mentioned. He'd love to be there in person, but... With today's technology, Ryan, a lot of ways, and, of course, we'll keep people updated. We'll be uh, live. Uh, I'll be there for two of the contests. Joe Linville's been manning the post there uh, uh, and looks uh, pretty fresh and peppy, so hopefully he's got one more day left in him. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to step aside right now and take a break, and when we come back, we will send it back to Joe as he's 
at that University Cabell Midland Class AAA semifinal. We'll also set the stage for Championship Saturday in West Virginia. That is when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia resumes after this timeout on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University at 88.1 FM WMUL. This is episode 88 and the final episode this evening of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. just takes one click to watch. And, of course, you can listen online with any computer or mobile device, or you can go over to our affiliates tab and find a radio station near you. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with a combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for being part of our family. We really appreciate everyone that sent in all these pictures. If you're watching our video stream, you see those now. We appreciate everyone that sent us scores and information on your teams. Everything you've done this season, we really appreciate you. Don't forget our poll question. Go to basketballnight.com. It's on the right-hand side of the page. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10.33 here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Rick Marone with us in studio. Joe Linville with us at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Bill Cornwell here. Ryan Epling, happy to have you along. We will go back to Charleston in just a moment. But first, it's time to introduce you to this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. Special correspondent Andrew Rogers is here. And it is uh, Maddie Winters of Magnolia and... So you had to be up early last week to see what has been so far the, the high-scoring individual performance in either the boys' or the girls' state tournament. Yeah, she had a stellar performance in the state tournament game, 45 points, which is a school record, but it really just kind of capped off what a year she had, averaged 24 points, 13 rebounds a game just as a sophomore. So she's got really high expectations for the coming years. Yeah, 45 points in that state tournament game in a loss to Trinity. 1,000-point scorer in her career. There are two 1,000-point scorers in that Magnolia program who are both underclassmen, but still in her sophomore year to reach 1,000, that's very impressive. Very impressive. And, too, when I was talking to her, she said she's got a brother 
that actually scored a lot of points at Magnolia. So she's kind of motivated by her brother's scoring effort to try to maybe beat that at one point. And while, and while she didn't win a state championship this year in basketball, she has still won a state title on the floor in Charleston just in another sport. She won a state championship in volleyball, was a part of the all-tournament team too. So she's got the experience in the coming years maybe to get another state championship in basketball. Andrew has more now with our standout athlete of the week, Maddie Winters of Magnolia High School. Maddie Winters has completed her first two seasons in a Magnolia uniform and has already achieved things that most athletes seldom accomplish in four seasons. Her on-court successes and demonstrated leadership skills early in her high school career is what makes her this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. In spite of Magnolia's girls' basketball team having several upperclassmen on its roster, Winters was named a captain for this year's team. Her head coach, Meredith Pilant, says her growth and ability to replicate good leadership qualities was the reason for rewarding her with an expanded role on this year's team. We saw her improve and mature so much from her freshman to her sophomore year. And when she came into practice, she was she was motivating everybody. She was picking people up. She came to practice ready to go every single day. And she just kind of modeled some of the things we wanted our other girls to pick up on. And it was, it was really no question that she would be one of our captains this year. Along with her displaying good leadership qualities with her teammates, Winters has been her team's most reliable scorer. The six foot three sophomore center averaged 24 points per game and 13 rebounds this season, including seven games in which she scored 30 or more points. Then, in the team's state quarterfinal game this past week, she scored a school record 45 points on 20 of 23 shooting and also grabbed 12 rebounds. Coach Pilant says her consistent play was even more so evident during her dominant performance. She's been so consistent for us this year. She just every night she came to play in our opening round of the state tournament she was ready to play whether she's a sophomore or not she came you know she didn't let all the attention and focus get to her she was ready to play and she brought her a game and we just saw her make play after play that night and she was also trying to pick her teammates up as well when things weren't going so well for everybody else her success on the basketball floor is mirrored by the other two sports she plays she led her volleyball team to a victory in the state championship this past fall because of her stellar play, she was named to the all-tournament team that recognizes the top eight players in the state tournament. She says playing both volleyball and participating in track has helped her become an overall athlete. Volleyball especially helps with just staying in shape and everything like that, and track with the strength. Winters credits her overall athletic success to the people who have pushed her to always strive to compete at a higher level. I think my biggest part is probably my brother pushing me through practice a lot, coaches pushing me, trying to make me better. Winters surpassed the 1,000-point mark during the state tournament that pulled the carpet down on just her second season as a Blue Eagle. She knows the expectations are now high and says she wants to expand her game for the demands of the upcoming seasons. It's getting quicker and maybe even an outside shot just so I can be a threat maybe from outside the paint and in the paint. Having scored 1,000 points, setting a school record for most points in a game, Winning a state championship in volleyball and being named to the all-tournament team would make quite the resume for a graduating senior, yet Maddie Winters is only halfway through her high school career. With back-to-back quarterfinal appearances at the basketball state tournament in Winters' first two seasons, Magnolia will rely upon her to continue to lead the way and help her team take the extra necessary steps for winning a state championship. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Andrew Rogers. Thanks so much, Andrew. Let's go right back out to the Charleston Civic Center 
Well, there we go. I messed up. I said it wrong. Charleston Coliseum <laughs> and Convention Center, where the AAA state championship game is now set. Joe Limble is there now with a guest who will be who will be coaching in that game tomorrow. Yeah, a real quick update. Uh, University knocked off Campbell Midland 71-52. So it'll be University and the Martinsburg Bulldogs uh, matching up tomorrow evening here at the Charleston Coliseum Convention Center. I don't know if you caught that or not, but I miscued earlier as well, Ryan, so uh, don't feel too bad. But anyway, joining me now is the head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs coming in into tomorrow's championship game at 28 wins and no losses. Coach Dave Rogers and uh, Coach, first of all, congratulations on the win today. But uh, secondly, uh, what do you do, mindset to your boys? Uh, I know you guys stayed and watched the AAA game tonight. You go get some rest and uh, get ready for tomorrow night. Yeah, you do. You have to. There's not much time between now and then. And uh, we had a tough physical game tonight. We had some uh, kids go down with some little bruises and bumps and and because of that physical nature i think it took a toll on us a little bit and you know what though you're young you're you just got to come back and be ready to go and they will i know uh in the game today like you said it was it was a very physical game but at the end everybody shook hands and we're gentlemen about it even though it got a little scrappy at times today oh it does i mean you have to you know and however it's going to be called and and you've got to match the intensity of some whoever you're playing so um, you know it, um, it was uh, it was something that you know we gave up too many dribble drives. Um, uh, we we probably made some some of the most poorest decisions we've made all year. I mean, you don't come in here undefeated making bad decisions, and so we're going to correct those and um, and see if we can finish this out. How tough is it as a coach to go through the entire season and go undefeated? Like you said, the big target is on your back week in week out. I don't know. Never done it till this year. <laughs> But, uh, you know, hey, it's been fine. I, it's not – I don't – I mean, I don't feel that pressure, and I don't know whether the kids do. If they do, they don't talk about it. And they just like to play. They like each other. We have good team chemistry. We've rebounded the ball well. We've um, we've we've played good defense this year to keep us in. And we, before we got to the turn, we were only giving up 42 points a game. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is kind of a special year for us right now because it was Martinsburg High, first undefeated season during the regular season and, and throughout now. And it's also the 25th anniversary of the Martinsburg High School first state championship in 1994 when they defeated DuPont High School. Were you on that team? I was the coach on that team. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had something to do with it, so it might have been a while. But uh, anyway, Coach... We were talking about it earlier. Your football team went undefeated. Now the basketball team has got a shot. How much added pressure does that put on you? Oh, it, I don't think so. I tell you what, we've got a great football program, and Dave does a wonderful job. And, and uh, you know, we've got three, three of the football players on this team. So uh, they know how to win. Uh, they're very competitive. And, uh, you know, you just we just need to go out tomorrow night and do what we've done um, in the in the season and what got us here let's go back to the studio ryan any of you guys got a question for coach rogers oh i just uh you know that 1994 dupont team that he just mentioned by the way jason williams and randy moss played on that team and jason williams was at the tournament already and uh coach rogers even with that 25 years later i mean your team won that game and you still hear about that game even in the midst of a historic season no oh, you do it's 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 tough to forget that one yeah, and, uh, you know, you're trying to make history again tomorrow and uh, a game with the university. You saw Caden Matheny 
have a big game tonight against Cabell Midland. Um, what challenges does University present? Well, I just think they, they handle the ball very well. They, they've got tremendous shooters. They've got quickness. They've got speed. Uh, they've got some size. They, they've got the total package. And, and uh, last year, uh, we defeated them in the semifinals that put us in the finals, and then we ended up losing to GW. So um, it's kind of a, a rematch from last year. Well, Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on getting the Bulldogs back to the AAA title. Best wishes tomorrow. Hey, thank, thank you for having me. All right, that is Dave Rogers of the Martinsburg Bulldogs who joins us live from the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. And uh, definitely appreciate him taking the time out to talk with us. Coach Rogers is just one of the best in the state. Uh, his record speaks for itself, class act. I always kind of felt sorry for him, though, only that one state title because – Man, they, they've almost camped in Charleston over the years as far as getting teams there. But, uh, they've, and they've lost a lot of first-round games, but uh, he's got a chance to really go the distance this year. They won it all in 2013, won it all in 2009, and, and like you said, a lot of uh, appearances in between. And uh, that should be a, a great opportunity again tomorrow. Again, a chance to make history, but a chance for university to make a little history too, Coach. You bet. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, they're on a, a very nice run this year, and uh, not that they're the Rodney Dangerfield in this, but uh, Martinsburg has just been so dominant. I don't think people have really realized that this university team uh, with Matheny and company, uh, they're going to have something to say about that uh, perfect season, and that's the way it should be, I think, when you get to that level uh, for them. And we mentioned Webster County in Class A. Uh, you're going to have to earn it, and that's the great thing about it. It's settled between the lines, and, uh, you know, Martinsburg will have their eyes on the prize, but University, I think, going to bring a lot to the table as well. Should be a great game. In fact, uh, University's never been to a title game. Yeah, yeah, this is a first for them. This is, they're going for a first. So that should be a, a lot of fun tomorrow night at 7.15 in Charleston Civic Center, Coliseum and Convention Center. We're just going to make it all. C-C-C-C-C-C-C. <laughs> we'll step aside and take a break when we come back. We will talk with Maddie Mace of the Parkersburg Big Reds state championship team. We'll also have Paige Shy of Huntington St. Joe's girls basketball state championship team. As we are now, championship game set will set you up with all of those as well. When Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For all the brackets online, you can find them at basketballnight.com. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the final edition. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. Is it time for you to get in the game? Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash sojmc. And, of course, we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. This is episode 88 from the studios of 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget our poll. Poll question, and this is the final poll question. Should the state championship games be played all in one session? 
instead of split into two sessions. Go to basketballnight.com. You'll find the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. You've got until 1145 tonight. You can still join us on Twitter, and we'll make sure to mention your name. Here's some folks that have just become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family, including Melissa Long, Tyler Maynard, Ty, Corliss Bridges, Christy Jeffrey, Sarah, Vanessa Higginbotham, Penny McClung, Ryan, Madison Hara, Nicole Watson, and Tux. They joined us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. Become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 1047 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone with you here in studio. And let's go right back to the phones. Paige Shy finished up her high school career with a state tournament record eight three-pointers last Saturday in leading St. Joe to the girls' class single-A state title. The Marshall signee joins us now on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Paige, first off, congratulations on the title. Thank you so much. It means a lot. And tell me a little bit about, um, you know, that game started a little bit slow. Uh, Parkersburg Catholic jumped to a 7-2 lead, but... Um, the last three quarters, you knocked down all eight of those threes and uh, finished with 28 points and ended up winning the game by 25. Just tell me about the swing in, in that ball game. Um, yeah, after the first quarter, I knew that as a senior, like me and Dina had to keep the energy up and just step up. So I kept telling myself, you have to like make one so you can get in your rhythm and just keep leading the team because after they did get off to a hot start. So just keeping everyone calm, and then when I started hitting my shots, I just knew that everyone's energy was going to like continue to go up. So just doing that meant a lot, and leading the team. Well, did the experience kind of help out too, being being in that in those big games on that stage before? Oh yes, for sure. Um, we've been playing teams um, that are nationally ranked all season long, so we haven't really had an easy game. And we've been down before many times this season. So, I mean, it wasn't a position we have never been in. So, definitely just staying calm and keeping the energy up was what we needed to do throughout the game. You're obviously an elite shooter within West Virginia. You also have you know, Dina Geralds, who is a very good shooter off the dribble. And uh, it's just so many weapons. How nice is it to, you know, be able to be on a team where the other team cannot lay off of anyone? And that kind of makes you guys as a team, more difficult to defend and also creates more opportunities for all of you. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I've said many times this team is special. The depth of this team is the most depth I've ever had in my four years at San Joe. We go deep into eight players that can all score and do everything. So, like, if I'm off, I know for a fact one of my other teammates is going to step up. And if they're off, someone else is going to step up. I mean, we have so many offensive weapons that it is hard to just guard or stop one person because everyone's just going to step up and help out. Paige, now that you've wrapped up your, your high school career, I, I know that uh, 
you've probably been watching all these college tournaments. And, you know, I know you're looking forward to the next chapter because, I mean, you, you, you're headed to Marshall and you're going to stay home and uh, uh, opportunity to be a part of a, uh, the growth of this program. Obviously, Miss Basketball, Kentucky, your friend Savannah Wheeler is part of that, that group too. And uh, uh, I know it's going to be an exciting time uh, when the fall comes around and you put the green and white on. Oh, yes, I'm very excited. Um, me and Stana have grown up playing with each other in AAU. So just this last season playing against each other, that little break, and now we're going to be back together for the next four years means a lot to me. I'm just going to be around my family, the hometown. Um, I grew up watching Marshall play, so being able to play for a school that I grew up watching means a lot to me. Paige Shy, the senior from Huntington St. Joe, the Irish win the girls' class single-A state championship. Paige, congratulations, and uh, look forward to doing public address for your games next year at the Henderson Center. Thank you, and thank you for having me. All right, and again, congratulations to Paige Shy and the Irish on that state championship. Uh, let's go right back to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. University just, I'm not going to say punched, I'm going to say scanned its ticket because that's what you do in 2019 to the Class AAA state championship game, and Joe Linville is there with the head coach of the Hawks. All right, Ryan, thank you very much. Uh, just caught up with Coach Smittle uh, coming out of his press conference there with the other media and so forth. First of all, Coach, uh, congratulations on the win tonight. You guys go to 24-4 and on the season. And uh, let's first of all talk a little bit about uh, tonight's game. Did you stick with your game plan, and were you satisfied with the play? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, was, I was pleased with the play and the effort of our kids. Um, you know, rarely does a game go as scripted. Um, we weren't real sure what Cabell was going to do. We thought they might zone us tonight. Um, you know, of course, I mean, we worked for a little bit of everything. But, um, you know, they came out and played man. We, we thought that our, our defense could cause, some, cause them some problems, which it did uh, when we turned up the pressure there a little bit in the second quarter and, uh, and again in the third quarter after they made their run. I just I thought that was a difference in the game. Yeah, you had uh, some players there in uh, double figures. Had Caden Matheny, uh, 29 points tonight. Uh, K.J. McClurg with 18. And uh, Rodney Bucklew with 11. Talk a little bit about their play and how they've led your team this season. Well, those guys have been solid, solid for us all year. And, um, you know, Rodney doesn't get a lot of, of credit. Um and he, I mean, he was 5 of 11 from the field tonight. He didn't have the best shooting night for him because Rodney's a pretty good shooter. But he did so many little things tonight and, and, and got his hand on a lot of loose balls and, and created some turnovers and did some things defensively that really that really hurt Cabell. But, you know, K.J., Matheny, everybody talks about those guys. You know, they're, they're probably the best backcourt in the state of West Virginia. I'm very fortunate to have those two playing for me. Um, They've got great attitudes. They're, they're great competitors. Uh, they show up to play and practice every day. And, you know, between those two and, and Mike Mombay, you won't find anybody in the state of West Virginia that spends more time in the gym than those guys do. Of course, it comes down now to uh, university. And, of course, you'll be taking on uh, the number one seed, Martinsburg, coming into the game undefeated. What do you know about Martinsburg and how do you feel like you match up with them? I probably know as, about, as much about Martinsburg as Martinsburg knows about us. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, you know, great program, great coach. Uh, have nothing but all the respect in the world for Dave Rogers and, and the job that he's done there for the last 40 years. 
You know, I, I'm thinking if I could win about another 750 games, I'll catch up with him, something <laughs> like that. But, you know, it's just they're great. I mean, they don't have any weaknesses. And when you, you have to play a team that with that many athletes, that kind of depth, they can play defense the way that they play, you know, and that's what people don't understand. They're undefeated because of how great they are on defense. They're not outscoring everybody. They're just shutting people down, taking people out of the rhythm. And, you know, we're going to have to do a lot better job tomorrow night offensively as far as moving without the ball and doing some things to keep them keep them off balance. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a great matchup, and I hope it's a, a you know, a, a great game and a competitive game for you know, for the fans, and hopefully we'll have a lot of people show up to watch the game tomorrow. You got a number one against number two seed. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. Ryan, any of you guys back in the studio have a question for Coach Smittle? I just want to say congratulations. I mean, what a, what a two-year run it's been, an opportunity to uh, avenge that loss uh, a year ago in the semifinals tomorrow. I don't, I don't know at this point, though, that avenge is really a big thing, Coach. I think it's, hey, you're in a title game. Whoever's there is who you're playing. That's right. It just happens to be the same team that knocked us out last year. I mean, this is our third trip down here, and uh, this will be the third time we've had to play Martinsburg. And we've split with them the other two times, but you know, it seems like every time we turn around, we're playing MHS. You know, it's either Morgantown, it's either Musselman, it's either Martinsburg. We, we play a lot of MHSs. So, well, you got the you win know. tonight over CMHS. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't, you can't escape it. No, Coach, you've been a, a, a good guest for us over the past couple of years. Always a pleasure to get to talk with you. Best wishes to you and the Hawks tomorrow in the Class AAA Boys State Championship game. Thank you, Ryan. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, thanks so much. And thanks uh, to Joe Linville as well for his job all week long at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center and tonight as well. Yeah, he's done a great job there. And, again, uh, his work's not done. Don't let him. The workhorse will be back in action tomorrow. And Coach Smittle there, uh, as you mentioned, Ryan, trying to make history there of their own. We know Martinsburg's trying to make a perfect run. But, boy, university trying to put their mark on uh, the tradition there at university to claim that title. So the three matchups, AAA, 7-15 tomorrow night, University and Martinsburg, AA coming up tomorrow at 230 Chapmanville and Fairmont. Sign me <laughs> up for these games. And the single-A title game at noon, Webster County and Parkersburg Catholic. Hey, storylines abound, and we'll talk more about that later in our last hour. But, Coach, it, all three games are, are great matchups. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'll actually be there uh, live tweeting and doing some game recaps on the single-A and triple-A. And Joe Lindwell in his wheelhouse there, Logan County, uh, uh, and from Madison, he'll be there uh, following the Tigers in the double-A. We will try to get Maddie Mace back on the program. She was waiting for us, but we got this hard break, so I wanted to make sure we got through that. So we'll try to get her. Taryn Malone, our student correspondent from Magnolia High School, will join us as well and a special guest in studio i told you last week we needed more cause time we didn't have enough we'll have plenty this year got her an abundance back after this <laughs> basketball friday night in west virginia will return in two minutes on the fast break sports network If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates throughout the Mountain State, including 
1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC in Mate 1. 105 KQV, WKQV, Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW and Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Hinton, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund, Beckley, Tune for You Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFG8 Fort Gay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Join us Saturday, April 9th on the Marshall University campus for Green and White Day. Our open house will introduce you to all things Marshall. You'll be able to visit with administration and staff from admissions, financial aid, and housing. Plus, you'll meet with faculty who can help you explore the many academic programs Marshall has to offer. Home to over 100 degree programs, Marshall University offers a diverse education full of many exciting opportunities. To register for Green and White Day, call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Third and final hour of the final show of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia of the season. Not ever, we hope. Um, <laughs> Do you know something we don't know? <laughs> nope. I think we're good to go next year. But, I mean, we are already to episode 88 of this program. Wow. And we will be hitting triple digits and going into syndication next year. That's when the big money rolls in. There right? we right. go. Those are residuals. They just keep paying off. Of course, if <laughs> weekly. You, yeah, and if you're watching online, or you can see that we have a, a guest with us here in studio. So kind to make the eight-hour venture, seven-hour venture. Actually, he only drove about an hour drove today. An hour. But uh, from Martinsburg, he does this for uh, the season finale each year. And we, we greatly appreciate him doing so. Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal joins us now for Cause Hour. <laughs> well, you can still call it Cause Time. Uh, <laughs> but now you were talking about how you can't wait for next year. 
but if you're giving me an hour, this might cancel the whole program. Right now. I have to give you your music here. So, so, so My headsets are doing nothing. Also, you're not <laughs> hearing We Are the Champions playing right now. Okay. We'll work on that in the next break. You can listen to us. Don't, okay. You don't need to listen to Fred. He's fine. Well, the champions will be cl- crowned tomorrow. Yes, and we will talk much more with Rick Kozlowski in just a moment. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Maddie Mace is a junior at Parkersburg High School, helped the Big Reds to their second consecutive Class AAA state championship. She joins us now on the program. And Maddie, for the second straight year, congratulations. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. What's the difference between last year's title and this year's title? Um, I think last year we were the underdogs, and we weren't supposed to win. I mean, I think we were, like, ranked third or fourth. And it was just a surprise. But I think this year everybody just kind of expected us to win. So, I don't know. But it, was, it still felt awesome. It's, it's, a, it's a completely different um, atmosphere when you are the target instead of the hunter, so to speak. And you, you mentioned that. But a 26-1 season, I think uh, you and your teammates handled the pressure as well as anybody could have this year. Yeah, I mean, we, we work on it every day in practice. I mean, Coach would literally put, like, 11 girls on the floor for defense and be like, okay, break it. And we would do that every day. Tell you what, Maddie, uh, congratulations on the championship. And uh, nothing easy, of course, when you are the defending champion. And what about that, uh, that championship game? Uh, you guys really found a way to, uh, to win, and you kind of had to grind it out. You had to show the full uh, facet of your team. But uh, probably even more rewarding to, to be able to come through that uh, tough game uh, in the championship. Hello? Uh, Maddie, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right, uh, Coach Marone just asked about um, you know that championship game against University, a tough game, a game that you were able to pull away in late. Uh, just tell us about uh, you know your, your feelings throughout the course of that title game. It was it was crazy. I know like my shots weren't falling, but like it didn't even matter because Bree was killing it. Everybody was killing it. I mean, Maggie Richards was killing the boards. It was it was crazy. And uh, this was you know again a year ago. When you won it, you beat a team that had beaten you soundly in the regular season. This time, you're the team that beats University and a team that, again, was the number one seed and winning the state title. And, uh, you know, it's just tell me a little bit about that community of Parkersburg because I think for the most part, when you get into larger towns within West Virginia, they lose their identity with the high school because they're just by the nature. But Parkersburg is the biggest community school that we have in this state. Tell me about... Uh, the, the, the city of Parkersburg and the welcoming back they gave you after that title? It, um, we got, it was crazy. I mean, like, um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm nervous. But, um, <laughs> um, I have people literally put in mailbox clippings of the newspaper, or the newspaper clippings in my mailbox, and people come up to me all the time, and our whole team, and it's just, everybody knows us, and it's kind of Hard sometimes, but like I love it. Maddie uh, talked to Coach Cousins last week about this. Uh, talk about uh, the uh, work you guys do in the regular season, as far as the schedule you play, especially in the MSAC. I mean, in the MSAC, you guys are tested 
every night? Yeah, um, we actually had a lot of hard games. I mean, most of our games, I think we beat every team. I think our average was like 30 points or something like that. But the one game that I wanted to play against that was like the really tough one, the one game we lost was versus St. Joe. And um, I think next year we're trying to get a harder schedule. I think we're going to like Myrtle and um, Tennessee, and we're going to be playing in tournaments, and it should be fun. Maddie, uh, one of the questions that uh, you mentioned the schedule you guys play, but you could really see that you guys are a true team. I mean, when, when we watched you all play in the state tournament and throughout the year, uh, just if you could talk a little bit about maybe for some of the young players coming up, and of course, you know, when you return next year, but how, uh, how it is to be part of a true team. You guys really have a lot of people that contribute to your success, and, and how special that is when you get to play as part of a team and know that everybody's uh, rowing in the same direction, as they say. Like we said, our bench is so deep. Like, literally, it's crazy. I've never seen a team. Like, I would trust any of the players on my bench to go in for me if something happened to me because, I mean, I've practiced with them all season. I mean, we don't even, like, sub. Like, we sub all the time. Like, it's just, it's great. Maddie, are you more nervous now or than what you were during the championship game? Oh, my gosh, my fingers are sweating. I, I <laughs> Maddie Mace are uh, uh, joining us here on the program. And Rick, you have a question for Maddie. I do. Not that I can hear her, <laughs> but I'd like to know why it is she is such an eloquent speaker. I'm really not good at speaking. And on, I think I would be used to it, too, by now because I've been on the radio. I've been interviewed all the time. It just It's hard. Hey, I understand. We're just we're just getting you prepared for your future. How about that? We'll just say that. Now. <laughs> All right. Hey, Maddie, congratulations on the Class AAA state title, and uh, certainly wish you and your teammates in the, the city of Parkersburg uh, nothing but the best going through the off season. And we'll talk about the Big Red Girls basketball again next year. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Maddie Mace of the state champion Parkersburg Big Reds. Uh, Rick, what she said, I know you couldn't hear. Well, I, had to, I had to go with the irony part of it. You know. <laughs> right, yes. Um, she, was, she said, I'm really not. <laughs> that was her answer. <laughs> so, obviously, she missed, uh, well, anyway. Uh, no, it's these, dar- these darn writers trying to, the, the, the semantical tricks. Right, that, that's what we do. And, hey, let's, uh, let's go back to the phones. Taryn Malone has been a contributor um, to the program in a variety of ways over the past couple of years from Magnolia High School. He's uh, working, uh, he's basically the, he's the go-to person at Magnolia about uh, aspiring sports journalist. Rick, I wish you could hear him. We'll work on that hopefully uh, here in just a minute. But um, Taryn Malone of Magnolia High School, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. A great honor. And, um, you know, your senior year, you're winding down. You cover the Magnolia Blue Eagles and, uh, you know, basically just a softball track and baseball to go now. Yeah, and tennis as well. Tennis. Um, not, not only that, but I'm, I'm participating with the track team this year. Uh, so a lot to do um, throughout the remainder of the school year. And uh, I'm, I'm not over – it's not over yet. For my journey so far, <laughs> no, it's been a good year though. For uh, it's really not just a year, but a good few years of covering Magnolia sports. 
Yeah, um, the Lady Eagles is definitely the topic, a topic to talk about over the past four years. Um, they make two state tournament appearances. Um, uh, first one off season uh, for the first time in 11 years, and it was indeed an honor to cover that. And then uh, going back down to the state tournament this year, yet again, um, you couldn't ask for anything better. And, uh, Taryn, uh, if you could share uh, some of the things maybe that you've learned or experienced throughout uh, the course of the year. Of course, uh, a lot of people get to see the flash and dash, like the Rick Kozlowski's and the journalists that are kind of out there. But it's a lot of work, and I think, and I'm teasing Rick a little bit, but what he does and what you're learning to do, I think if folks could really appreciate uh, the time you put in and, and what it's been like for you, this journey. You've got a little bit more to go in the spring, but if you could share with them a little bit about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, behind the scenes, well, I have to I have to get approval with the coaches to start off things um, to travel with the, the teams to go across the state and uh, go over to an uh, into Ohio to broadcast and take photos and write stories and all that fun stuff. Uh, but the job doesn't stop whenever the uh, game is over, and uh, it's it's a lot of extra hours. It's a lot of time on the road, um, a lot of uh, time and commitment. I find myself uh, being up till uh, midnight, one o'clock at some times. Uh, it just depends on what what part of the uh, school year we're in. For basketball, for example, it's editing photos, writing articles, and uh, just getting all that stats and everything all counted up. It it takes a lot of time. Darren, this has been kind of a uh, a magnolia night uh, on the program here because we saluted. Uh, Maddie Winters is our standout athlete of the week, and uh, chime in a little bit about her and your coverage of her. Um, Maddie Winters is a great person overall, great athlete. Um, she picked up, it broke the school record uh, with uh, 45 points in the opening round of the state tournament against Trinity. Um, recently, broke the school record, like I said. Uh, Mallory Chapman had the record with 43 points. Um, Maddie got 45 down at the state tournament, but uh, overall the Blue Eagles lost to Trinity in the opening round of the state tournament by a score of 65-57. But um, Maddie, she's a great leader uh, for the Blue Eagles along with a few others and a very great athlete for Magnolia. Darren, this is Rick. Do you uh, espouse to do this uh, in the future, I'm presuming? Uh, Of course, yes. I mean, I can, I can hear the passion in your voice, and I just think it is so wonderful that the opportunities are there for high school students to do these kinds of things. And I know I oftentimes give high school kids the opportunity to work on my staff, and they learn mm-hmm. a lot. And, and you know, I, just, I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing, and, and I wish you the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, and Taryn, just to uh, kind of piggyback off of, of what Rick said, and this is this is just coming from someone who pays attention to sports media specifically, but uh, just to media in general. And Rick mentioned it. Uh, you you can tell that you have a passion for what you're doing when you bring that out through your voice. That is what will separate you from other people within the field. Um, it's not just having the passion because many of them do. Many people who are in sports media do have that passion, but it's being able to share that passion. People can hear your smile when you're talking about athletics. 
uh, that's what's going to make you more engaging and make you stand out from the crowd. So definitely continue to, to do that. If you work in, in an audio or visual medium, if you're working in a writing medium, uh, certainly find ways to, uh, to, to share that uh, enthusiasm uh, through words as well. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you very much. That's all I got. <laughs> Terry Malone, senior high school. It's an awkward pause. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Terry Malone, senior high school journalist, Magnolia High School. Thanks so much, Taryn. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll speak to college freshman Taryn next year. Yes, yes, you will. Thank you guys very much. There we go. Thanks a lot. And now we're going to bring back Maddie Mace because I can actually hear her. <laughs> We'll just play the Maddie Mace interview for you after the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, what a simple thing we could have done. It's like by actually plugging in the speaker or the headset. <laughs> you, you know, this is what happens when you put a sports rider. No, I'm just playing. We're, uh, hey, I'm going to ride that van behind us. <laughs> there, there, there you go, yeah. The Van Bulldog jersey up behind uh, Rick Kozlowski and – uh, we just have a good time here on Basketball Friday night. We hope that you hear our smile as well. Yeah, and uh, having Rick here, of course, got to see him up the Civic Center, and uh, it's awesome to have him here in studio like he's been doing every year. And, uh, and Rick, uh, when you see a young man uh, like Taryn, uh, you know, me and you are a little long in the tooth, so to speak, but can you not see, you know, the passion you've got, you still bring it as well. But to see a young man like him who's just starting that journey, uh, it's exciting, got to be, for you to see the new, kind of the new generation coming into the field. Absolutely. And as I was listening to him, I was kind of thinking back to my days in high school. <laughs> and I worked for the school paper. I worked for an in-house PR department we had dealing with sports. I did uh, some w- co- coverage for some weekly papers and you know, made a few pennies, which I'm still only making a few pennies. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, we had the fr- Basketball Friday Night helicopter to bring him and Marcus yeah. from Charleston. I heard the, the propellers, and uh, it was really awesome that they were able to be flown in here, Ryan. Yeah. It was blowing <laughs> out there pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> Oh, oh, he's lost all control. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The show has the show is derailed, <laughs> just what like did, that train in New Mexico what? did from the wind in Logan, New Mexico. What did I say? I said you, you got to watch yourself because I'm on for an hour. <laughs> I cautioned, didn't I? We, we it did come with a warning. Yes, uh, <laughs> but no. We again, we have a good time here on the program. I intentionally left out the pay part when talking with Taryn about. Um, yeah, very, the very, field. very nice that you steered away from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't want to discourage the young man. Well, hopefully, he's not listening right now. <laughs> no, right. No. You know, he, he he mentioned sometimes he stays up till midnight or one o'clock. Maybe this isn't that night. And he's in bed already. <laughs> and you know, I'm, before we go to break, I would be remiss just to talk about how we got involved in, in journalism in the various capacities that we are. Uh, when I was in high school. Uh, Worked with the student newspaper, The Pioneer, with uh, Ruby Dyer, my friend Sean Ross, who's now an assistant principal at Fort Gay Pre K through eight, and uh, Grant Trailer, who's now a sports writer for Herald Dispatch. Uh, a lot of success there. And also, Vern uh, Stample, WFGH FM, gave me an opportunity to call a Wayne Tulsa boys basketball game my junior year. I'd played through my sophomore year and then didn't play my junior year, but to call that game with Randy Payton from courtside at Pioneer Gym, and that was my first opportunity to call a game, and now here I am talking basketball uh, 20, 
19 years <laughs> later and a few couple years later. And uh, no, it, it's just been a good time. And just it, it, It's the little things about this basketball night. Uh, basketball Friday night in West Virginia family. Uh, our, you know, the senator, Kyle Powers, manning the camera. You can't see him because all the cameras face away from him. That's the way they're supposed to be. Good job. Uh, well, maybe he needs to but, do a selfie. Yeah. And here's where the world gets small again, Rick. Very small. I carried batteries around for his dad when his dad was videoing high school football for WSAZ in the mid-'90s. This was before... Kyle was ever a thought before Mike had even met Kyle's mother, uh, Christine. Boy, he's blushing behind the camera at this point. And, 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 uh, and I do want to say this. Kyle's grandmother was uh, a teacher on the same team of teachers that my dad was on at Wayne Middle School. She was my homeroom teacher in seventh grade. And so uh, I've known this family for a while. Yep. Our family, you know, it's a small world. Yep. And he's turned out. Turned out pretty well. Yeah. And I, I actually worked with his dad before you worked with him. So, so <laughs> oh, I, I this got, thing's I got, regressing. I got before Kyle <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell my Vicky Bullet story when we come back here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to the final edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us and being part of our Twitter family. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers this week, including Nicole Watson, Ryan, Penny McClung, John Ralston, Cody, Peggy, Peyton, Zachary, and Robbie May. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. you're like me and you just can't get enough of basketball Friday night, then come join us and you're in for a real good time. Now to my big daddy, Ryan Epling. 
Let's go, Big Daddy. Well, at least Big Daddy, they're calling you out. It, it, it just gives you a basketball Jones, you know? Right? I mean, we made it to the final episode of season six, and they got me again. <clears throat> I'm waiting on the clip. Oh, let's not talk it's, about the clip. It's got to be there, Fred. Uh, get the team on it. I repeat, <laughs> and I, I will carefully say this, never <laughs> quote words that you want that you don't want to be directly attributed to you in an audio medium. <laughs> because if you say it, they'll cut it. It's there. It's there. <laughs> and, then, and then you said it. <laughs> Not, the attribution part tends to get cut out of this. That's, that's what I learned in quoting uh, the former Senator Robert Seabart, the late Senator Robert Seabart. There you go. And it's archived yep. for all time. For posterity. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep, sure is. All right. Basketball. I'm going to tell my Vicky Bullet story in a moment since we got Rick, who works for the Martinsburg Journal, and Rick, who mentioned Vicky Bullet, tried to catch me off guard two weeks ago. <laughs> Couldn't do it. And you did turn the tables on me. You and the Greenbrier West coach, by the way, yes. left me uh, and Joe Linville laying on the side of the proverbial media road as we were quizzed live on air. Hey, you know, and that- it happened again tonight with a trick question, Rick, that Ryan pulled out. He pulled out a trick question tonight. Me and Bill were rather uh, – we were befuddled, as we said. We were flabbergasted. Yeah, and uh, there was no right answer. There, is no, there, have, there has not been a season that there have been two boys' basketball teams in West Virginia finished undefeated in the same year. And that has an opportunity to happen this year. I was watching that upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. You saw us just wilt underneath the pressure that Ryan applied, knowing there was no correct answer. Uh, I was waiting for the Jeopardy theme in the background <laughs> and watched two grown men just be brought to their, their knees. Hey, you know. Um, I, I well, t- I think the sweat beads were from the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah. lights. The yeah. lights were doing yeah. it. Oh, well, yeah. I blame it. It, it, yeah, wasn't it exactly. is a little warmer here than normal. It is a little warm. And it's supposed to snow tonight, so there you go. Yeah. yeah the, Say what? It was 80 yesterday. He brought it with him. From up north, <laughs> we have snow coming tonight. <laughs> not significant snow, just you not, know, not what you're used to. No, it's 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 Monday in Cos World, basically. <laughs> well, it, 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 several feet of snow is is mundane in my world, <laughs> but not in the world of the Eastern Panhandle when two inches of snow cancels the world. Everybody's running out for all the milk, all the bread. And, of course, the toilet paper. <laughs> that is the third essential of the... Well, you know, when you drink all the milk and, and eat all the bread, uh, and yes. we'll just leave all it right. at that. Basketball. Yes, I'm ruining this show like I predicted. <laughs> uh, let's get another check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Go to Basketball Night. Com. This will be our final check tonight because all games are final. We'll hear the, we'll hear that sound in just a moment. But here you go. There, all we have all the scores, all six of them. We've been working hard today. Um, boys high school basketball state semifinals. Class single A, Parkersburg Catholic defeats Wheeling Central 61-50. There will be a new champion in Class A. Parkersburg Catholic will take on top seed 
27-0, undefeated Webster County in tomorrow's title game. Webster County defeated Trinity Christian 45-42 in the second Class A semifinal today. That game will be at noon tomorrow, Webster County and Parkersburg Catholic. In Class AA, Fairmont Senior Impressive, the Polar Bears defeat Bluefield 64-32. Can't remember a Bluefield team being handled like that on the state stage. Fairmont Senior now 26-1. Bluefield ends a great season at 21-3. Just not the way they wanted it to end. So it will be Fairmont Senior and Chapmanville. The Tigers are into the championship game. Third straight year those two teams will meet on championship Saturday. Chapmanville Regional defeated Robert C. Bird 85-54 in the other Class AA semifinal this evening. Class AAA, number one Martinsburg, 27-0. The Bulldogs undefeated after beating Capital 60-57. will play in the AAA state title game tomorrow night. Against University, the Hawks 23-4 after defeating Cabell Midland tonight 71-52. It will be Martinsburg and University at 7-15 tomorrow night in the final boys basketball game, final basketball game of the 2018-2019 season in the state of West Virginia. That is a check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. I'm Big Dad. <laughs> oh, they found it. There it is. Don't <sighs> yep. I was just quoting Robert C. Bird. Those were the words he said. Maybe even in this room. It was on a visit to Marshall University. It was uh, about 10, 12, 15 years ago now. It may have been in this room. You're but right. it ages well. Yeah, uh, it was 10 years ago when I first told the story. Now it's 15 because time keeps moving on. It's hard to believe how that goes. But, yes, I believe it was in this very studio. I, I didn't really catch that. What uh, is that clip? Could we run that again? Uh, I'm Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and they still, and you can hear the laughter too, because they knew right then that I'd messed up. And about a second later, it dawned on me that I'd messed up by, by quoting directly, I'm Big Daddy. Yes. Okay. So let me tell my Vicky Bullet story. Moving right along. Coach uh, Marone, you mentioned uh, two weeks ago, you asked me who the best uh, girls basketball player or women's player to ever come out of Martinsburg was. And I, surprisingly to myself even, immediately answered Vicki Bullitt, Olympian, gold medalist, proud West Virginian. Very decorated. What I did not get to mention to you, Coach Marone, is that I met Vicki Bullitt. It's been 25 or so years ago. It was at the Huntington YMCA basketball camp. That was run by Don Smith. Don Smith, I believe you know pretty well. Yes, I do. He was the <laughs> head coach of the Tulsa Rebels. Yep. 1991. Mm-hmm. Class AA state champs. Yep. A team that you were an assistant coach he on. He had a young assistant. Yes. Wet behind the ears. Had yep. little, Thought he knew everything. Had more hair. <laughs> darker hair. Almost... Afro-ish, I'll throw that out there. I had a full head of hair. There you go. Yeah, and uh, started me on my way. Uh, first year at the high school level, I was his assistant, Coach Smith, and a uh, great mentor. Couldn't have asked for anything better. And, you know, we won the AA championship that year. And I thought, man, this is easy. And here I am 30 years later still realizing it's not easy. So uh, Don Smith, uh, a connection there. Had a young Ryan Epling that he was molding yes. to the man we see before us today in that YMCA camp. The, that was a that was a difficult camp too. That was a <laughs> lot of fun. You couldn't work with a better one because I mean Don Smith is one of these West Virginia coaching legends. Uh, what he did both at Vincent and 
he later at Tulsa. Yeah, I, I was fortunate growing up, too, to also get to go to the Greg White camp at the old Veterans Memorial Fieldhouse here in Huntington. Um, that was where I met uh, Eric Moss one year. Eric Moss just passed away. Yeah. The older brother of Randy Moss died at 44 years old last Sunday. But I remember meeting him at that, term, <clears throat> at, at that camp. Well, and, and having Rick here, and uh, I've got to know Coach Rogers just through the state coaches committee that he was a part of that I'm that I'm on. And uh, 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 Joe Linville was interviewing him. It's kind of interesting because they were talking about that 1994 team that defeated Randy Moss and Jason Williams. And I, th- I think Joe was being a little bit. He asked Coach uh, Rogers if he was on that team. And of course, Coach Rogers <laughs> told him he may have been in a little bigger role of coaching, but. Uh, uh, Rick, if you could, uh, Coach Rogers is, I think, 40 years there at Martinsburg. He's a great man. He's done a great job there. But if you could, just from a firsthand perspective of covering uh, Coach Rogers and the, and the Bulldogs. Well, funny story before we go, <laughs> go there. At the postgame press conference today, as he was sitting on the dais, his phone rang a couple times. It was the bus driver calling to find out when they were leaving. <laughs> And then, and then other people's phones started dinging and chiming, and, and Grant Harmon says to him, Coach, I need to show you how to turn off your ringer. <laughs> hey, just, uh, we, we always have a good time, though, and, and those, those coaches do a lot of good work, put in a lot of time to – and so do the kids as well. It takes, it takes a village to have a good athletic team and a good athletic program. And we congratulate all those who are playing tomorrow, and we certainly – uh, say well done to all of those who came up a little bit short today or yesterday or Wednesday or last week even yeah. because we celebrate everyone who puts in the time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're going to step aside and take a break. We'll be back. Only a half hour left in the – wow. Half hour left in our season. One day left in the boys' basketball season. Back with more after this on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores and schedules online, you'll find all of them at basketballnight.com. This is Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the final edition. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. This sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism, is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Episode 88. Coming from the studios of WMUL 88.1 FM. Congratulations to all of our standout athletes of the week, including our final standout athlete, Maddie Winters for the Magnolia Blue Eagles. She joins R.J. Klein, Jesse Muncie, Anna Hamilton, Jordan Kish, Madison Blankenship, Marley Washinitz, Taylor Dunford, Tyler Gray, Ethan Davis, Levi Carrico, Reagan Sharp, and Hunter Adkins. They were all chosen as the standout athlete of the week. Go over to our website, basketballnight.com. Check out all the stories about each and every one of those athletes that were nominated by you. 
you got a few moments left to vote in this week's poll. It's over on the right-hand side of our page. And a shout-out to Madison Hera, Ryan, Kathy Kozlowski, and WVU Grad. Joining us on Twitter, they're part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.34 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell, Rick Kozlowski, all with you in studio tonight as we get set for Championship Saturday in the Boys State Tournament. The matchups are set, and one of the voices that you will hear calling those games and have heard calling those games over the past week and for for several years now, Fred Persinger of Metro News joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Fred, we say it every year, but it remains true. Great storylines going into this championship Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, really all three games have a chance to be very, very good, and. Uh, you know, we've not been able to say that over the last few years. We always have one game maybe that's decent. And and when I say decent, I'm just talking about games that really are close, that's exciting to watch for the fans, for broadcasters, or whoever. But I think the three games coming up tomorrow, uh, I think they all have a chance to be very, very good. Well, it starts with the single-A game tomorrow, Parkersburg Catholic and Webster County. Parkersburg Catholic was very, very good this morning against Wheeling Central. Yeah, they were, and they have kind of they're on kind of a mission because if you remember uh, when you go back to the quarterfinals and uh, when they beat Notre Dame, that was a team that had beaten them on the regular season, so they got a little revenge there. Well, then today they had to play Wheeling Central, and Wheeling Central was a team that knocked them off a couple of times in the regular season. They got revenge there. And then, ironically enough, they've already played Webster County once in the regular season. Webster County won rather handily, so they'll be trying to get that. And in the meantime, if they can get that revenge, then they'll have a state title with them. And for Webster County, what a dream season for the Highlanders. Undefeated, able to sneak past Trinity in a very tough defensive game today. And uh, they're trying to make a little history for themselves. Oh, they are indeed. I think Michael Gray's got uh, a really, really good basketball team. You know, I... I've said before, if you win 26, 27 in a row of anything, then you've got to be pretty good. So uh, you, you watch them play, and, I mean, they are really, really talented. He's got a lot of talented kids that play. I, I think when you, when you watch the ball club, they play together as a team, and uh, you've got to give them credit. I mean, uh, I think Cole Taylor is as good a player in single-A basketball this year. He's a 6'4 senior, and uh, – and, uh, you know, Dorian Groggs has played well this tournament as well. So uh, I think uh, I think it's Webster County's to lose. However, Parkersburg Catholic will provide a stiff test tomorrow. That's for certain. That should be a great matchup, too. And Kate Allman's had a spectacular tournament. Looking at double-A, I think this is the game that everyone kind of has looked forward to all season. Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior, they've already played once this year. They've met in the title game the last two years. They'll do it again tomorrow. And wow, there aren't two teams playing any better than they are in West Virginia in any classification right now. 
I have to agree with you. And, you know, you did mention they met once in the regular season, but that was way back in December. It was at Chapmanville. Chapmanville won that one, I think, by three points. And and it's just one of those games where, like you said, it, it's a matchup that I think everyone wanted. I, I think Dave Retton wanted it. I think Brad Napier wanted it. I think they all want it. Let's match it up on the floor and see who really has the best class double A team this year. You know, a lot of folks, and, and I thought I thought Chapmanville Regional played extremely well tonight. I think they showed a lot of strength in all areas. You know, a lot of kids, uh, a lot of people think it's just the big kid inside, but no, they've got a lot of talent on that ball club. So uh, I think it's going to be really, really, really good. It's two good coaches. Uh, they know each other extremely well. They've watched each other this week. They know what to expect. Uh, matchups, uh, I think they're pretty even. I really do. I think when you look at matchups, you think, well, you know, Chapmanville Regional's got this big kid inside. But I'm telling you, Jalen Bridges, uh, he plays as good as any big kid you're going to see. So uh, I think it's a really, really good matchup tomorrow. That game will be at 2.30 tomorrow. And then the AAA title game tomorrow night. Martinsburg goes for an undefeated season. University's in its first state title game. I mean, something's going to happen that's historical for one of them tomorrow. Yeah, it is indeed. And, you know, Martinsburg, there's been so much talk over the years about what Dave Walker's done the football season. And now, all of a sudden, Dave Rogers is getting a chance to, to toot his own horn, if you will. And, uh, you know, they're 27-0 and 0 right now. they got a great ball club. They have so much talent. It uh, doesn't make any difference where you look, whether you look at Teddy Marshall, who's the leader, or... Uh, uh, Kualik Bush, who I think is playing extremely well. They get a lot of great play off the bench. And Trey Sager, I think Sager's a great kid coming off the bench for them. And Anthony Smith as well. And Grant Harmon may be a football player, but, man, he's an excellent basketball player as well. So they've got a lot of talent. And probably the best backcourt together in the state has to be Matheny and McClurg from University High. And and certainly uh, Joe Schmidl uh, today <laughs> – he, he can't. He said he was so happy because when we had him on the broadcast after he won, uh, today's his birthday. So he was thrilled to death to get the birthday gift to finally making it to the championship game. That should be a, a great game tomorrow night. And, and, Fred, one thing I was asked to ask you is that over the course of your broadcasting career, and you're able to kind of draw back names and, and, and moments of games that you've called or been, uh, you know, have worked on for – you know, several decades now, how are you able to kind of keep that clear in your mind? Well, it's tough to do, but I, I get asked a lot if, if I remember what would be the best game that I've ever broadcast in the state tournament. And I still have to go back uh, several years when I had the opportunity and it featured Parkersburg Catholic against the old Mullins Rebels team. And when Herbie Brooks scored the 50 points, which is still the state tournament record for an individual score, and that was without the three-point line, I would have thought by now that thing would have been broken. I really would. But I was fortunate enough on that afternoon to do the play-by-play in that game. And uh, I can remember distinctly they bringing Herbie back out after the game was over with, and everyone giving him a standing ovation for scoring the 50 points. So that game certainly stands out of my mind. Uh, uh, the game when Beckley, Woodrow Wilson was trailing Brooke by 20 going to the fourth quarter and somehow somehow came back and won that game. That was an amazing game that featured uh, Kula Serto and all of those kids, Shea Fleener and, and Steve Ball from Beckley. So uh, 
there's been a lot of great games, and I was reminded of some of those great games uh, earlier this week when Jason Williams from the old DuPont High School came by the Civic Center and uh, fortunate enough to call the play-by-play when Jason Williams and uh, Randy Moss and Bobby Howard played for DuPont against Beckley on a Thursday morning. That was the middle game in a triple-A session. That place was packed out, and DuPont upset Beckley. And uh, uh, it was just, you know, there's so many games when you go back. And and we were talking uh, earlier this week also about I got to do a game with Jack Fleming in the old Charleston Civic Center when they still call it the shootout because that was between Vic Herbert and Jeff Schneider when Logan and Clarksburg WI met and those two kids went back and forth, back and forth. And I even got to spend some time earlier this week with Willie Akers. And Willie says, yeah, that's good memories for you, Fred. It wasn't great memories for me because, of course, he was coaching Logan at the time. But, yeah, there's so many great, great memories. And uh, I like to think that, you know, each year we make some new ones. Absolutely. Fred Persinger of Metro News. Been there for basically two weeks with the Girls' State Tournament last week. Boys' State Tournament this week. Championship Saturday tomorrow. Fred, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And thanks for all you do for high school sports in West Virginia. My pleasure, guys. Have a good show. All right. Thanks so much. I I can echo what Fred said about that uh, that famous DuPont-Woodrow game. He he forgot to mention that, uh, of course, he was close to the Woodrow program, but... uh, they had a pretty good uh, player on that court that day, too, a guy named Gene Neighbors, mm. one of the really good players. But, yeah, that was amazing. That was a Thursday morning. It was like about 1130 uh, tip-off. There were tw- over 12,000 people. And, again, this was a first-round game, and it was almost like the rest of the tournament was let down yeah. after uh, DuPont and Woodrow played that first-round game. It was crazy. That was that's, that was before that was long before the seedings were, were done, yes. too. To, figure out the matches. We've got to step aside and take our final break. We'll come back and wrap up Season 6 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia after this two-minute timeout on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's been no better place to be on Friday nights after the game. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates carrying Basketball Friday Night this season, including 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, and Mate One. You can also hear us on 105 KQV, WKQV in Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. We're also on 103.7 Jack FM, WQWB in Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits 106, WHFI, Linside 106.7 FM, 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW, Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD, and Hinton. The greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmund Beckley. 
Tune for You Yap Radio. 101.7 FM WYAPLP Clay. 104.5 FM WASP LP Huntington. 101.1 FM WVWP LP Wayne. 90.7 FM WFGH Ford Gay. And Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and I'm Big Dad. Ryan Epling. <laughs> you all put way too much work into that. You know that? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, 1146 on the program. Bill, you're enjoying that way oh, too I much. Am, I am. <laughs> you know the backstory and all the, the joke that goes behind that. Yep. So, uh, certainly uh, having a good time, as we always do here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Just one more day of basketball, Coach. Yep, one more day, and uh, we'll have all the action for everyone tomorrow, uh, all three championship games. We'll have live on-site coverage. So, hopefully everybody can uh, follow the games uh, if you can't go in person. But it's a culmination of a great season, and uh, – Rick, it all comes to a head tomorrow. Uh, you know, all three classifications will be crowning champions again tomorrow. It, it really goes by quickly once it gets up and running, and should be a great day in Charleston. The best time of the year. <laughs> Actually, the whole week is, but uh, you know, when you get to the finals, it's, everybody's putting out everything they got. You know, you, you'll see people diving on the floor. You'll see kids getting hurt, picking themselves up off the floor, like uh, Teddy Marshall did tonight for Martinsburg when he took a nasty spill foul. He got back up, took his two foul shots. He could barely walk. Mm. Uh, And I saw somebody else uh, earlier today limping, but he stayed on the floor until the referees recognized that he was hurt and he was still trying to guard where basically he was like hop along Cassidy, one leg. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, this is the time of year that everybody's just giving everything they got. Yeah. And uh, everything they got coming up tomorrow, it will be Parkersburg Catholic and Webster County at noon in the Class A Boys State Basketball Championship game. At 2.30, it will be Fairmont Senior and Chapmanville in the Class AA state championship game. At 7.15 tomorrow night, it will be Martinsburg and University. One trend that we've noticed throughout the course of these tournaments the last two weeks. Bill, last week, the number one seed won all three girls' state championships. This week, the number one seeds are in all three boys' state championship games. What's the term they like to use now? It's chalk. Chalk. It is chalk. I mean, there's an opportunity for chalk tomorrow, but... uh, you know, and a lot of people that support seeding systems, NCAA or, uh, in, in this case, the high school uh, ranks, uh, they just like to say, well, the seeding actually works because who we determine is the top team. Well, obviously, they're getting the job done. They're running the gauntlet, and they're getting to the championship game as we project them to be getting to or should be getting to. Well, we, we have the, uh, in two of the divisions, two top two seeds playing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Martinsburg and... University in AAA, and then in AA, 
geez, I'm gonna get this wrong. Fair, I know who I know the teams are Fairmont and Chapmanville, but which one's one and which one's two? I'm like Chapmanville's one. Fairmont's I'm having two, having a brain two. cramp for a second. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and that brings us to basically where we need to say our thank yous here on the program. It takes a small village. If you could see the view I had right now, you would understand there, there's, the village has grown back behind cameras, uh, one, two, and three here in the WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications in the Communications Building at Marshall University. So I do want to take this time to, to say thank you to all of those who help out with this program. There's, it's a long list of names. You're going to be surprised how many people are behind the scenes with this little three- and four-man broadcast crew that we have every Friday night. I want to thank Fred Dameron. Marcus Constantino, Mike Stanley, Kyle Powers, Jordan Mounts, Vivian Littleton, Joey Buckets Doss. Where's Joey Buckets? He got a nickname. He went, yeah, First year on the show, and he got a nickname. And then he hadn't come back. All right. We'll have to work on that. Next week. Um, maybe he didn't like that nickname. I don't know. I'll take it. Uh, Mikey Ferguson. Or they could call him Little Daddy, maybe? Uh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to anybody. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Leslie Wilson. Uh, Nick. Okay, guys, I'm going to have to have help with some of these names here. Uh, Nick. Matawa. No, not, I know Matawa. It's Verzellini. That's the one. That's the one. I think I got that one right, too. How about that? Andrew Rogers. Luke Creasy. Spencer Dupuy. Rick Kozlowski. Larry Lonstein. Brian Sexton. Dr. Chuck Bailey. Sandy Johnson, Janet Dooley in the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications at Marshall University, Rick Marone, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell, Bo Anderson, and everyone else who helps us with this program every Friday night. Didn't realize there were that many people involved, did you? <laughs> you know how long it took to put that list together? Took some time. Yeah, took a lot some of work. Fun. And here's the scary thing. I'm sure we forgot somebody along the way. There's a lot of people that, uh, uh, Allie. Allie. <laughs> the voice that the, the, people the, the, the hear when they call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we'd forget somebody. How can we forget Allie? And, <laughs> well, that's because we don't talk to Allie. That's what happens. I do. I do every week. Yeah, Rick does. And, yeah, Rick does. Yeah. And the beauty of the show is that it, 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 this is a year-round effort. This is not just a December through mid-March effort because uh, Fred Dameron and Marcus Constantino are uh, out scouring for affiliates and trying to keep affiliates in line during the summer and during the spring. And we, we have meetings at times or, or dinners to kind of discuss the uh, future of the programs. So this is something that uh, more active some parts of the year than others. We talk about and we plan and we uh, look all season long and all year long to make this the best high school basketball show anywhere. We are now up to 25 radio affiliates throughout the great state of West Virginia. We've almost got it covered corner to corner. And if, not on, on if not on radio, cable TV, and obviously your, our online presence. Yes, and uh, again, I, I always, uh, you know, at basketballnight.com, that, that's a very involved site. But Marcus and everyone who helps out with that site, they do a great job uh, of keeping that up to date. Uh, that's a big undertaking. Um, also, you know, the, the Twitter feed, at hoops underscore roundup. Um, we're up to 4,700 followers, I believe, on that. It's grown and grown and grown, and 
we'll we'll work on the follow count next year. We we really just we haven't really worked on the follow count like two years. We just kept putting out information, and uh, but the job they do with that, and you know, coach, you see it from both perspectives. You see it from from this side. You see the work that they do behind the scenes, but you also see it as a coach, and what you know the work that they do to help you know kind of highlight not just your kids, not just the kids who are playing the state tournament this week, but we try to highlight basically everyone who plays basketball in the state of West Virginia, give everyone their, at least a, a moment to shine, so to speak. Yeah, and I think uh, that's the greatest service that the show provides. And, uh, you know, even though Kaz didn't get to hear Maddie Mace's responses, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you heard someone who's one of the premier players in the state, I think, uh, boys, girls, whatever, uh, she was nervous and excited about being on the program, but gets a chance for people around the state to hear and to celebrate, and that's what this show's about. That's what it started about those many years ago, Ryan, when we were upstairs. Uh, Remember I know you our, want to flash back when our, our, we, sign, we our sign looked a like a piece this. of paper with, with tape. Basketball. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Rick uh, Kozlowski's been with us uh, along the whole way, and this show has grown uh, into what it is because of the many people that are behind the scenes. And we got the easy part. Uh, we get to be out in front. But uh, it's, it's a, a labor of love, Ryan, and I think that uh, uh, we all enjoy doing it because of that. And uh, it is one big family. And Kaz trying to help us out and – Bring there back, uh, bring back memories. There right you go there. with yeah, the, the walk down memory lane. There <laughs> it is. So a lot of fun and uh, a lot of appreciation from the coaching side. I can tell you yeah. to celebrate and to to really put some of West Virginia's best and finest yeah. out in the forefront and shine a light on it. There's a lot of negative it, things in the world today. This uh, is a positive light, and uh, and uh, we we hope and pray that it'll continue to make, shine brightly. And it makes it worth it. But you know, but, you, know you you get the the feedback and. And uh, Joe's got the feedback. Bo mentioned right, he's got the feedback from people at the state tournament. They listen to the show. They watch the show. And it means something to them. It's special to them. And it means something to us, too. And I go back to our conversation with Taryn Malone mm-hmm. about, you know, letting that passion, you know, show through, find ways to do that. I hope we do that. I feel we do that. Uh, I mean, I have the easiest job of anybody up here, guys. I really do. Um <laughs> You all don't understand how easy it is for me because of the job that the people behind the scenes do to make it easy for me. I just sit here and talk. <laughs> I've been practicing. I've been preparing for this show for 20 years, long before it ever existed, because I love <laughs> high school sports and high school basketball in general, always have. And uh, that's something that I've been able to uh, you know, share with, uh, share with family. I think that's also important. And one of the good things we've been able to do this year is is to encourage student journalists because not only Taryn, but the the young ladies at, uh, was it uh, Hedgesville? Yes. Yes. Uh, Who do an outstanding job and it's been a lot of fun having them as part of the show. Yeah, it was hard to follow them. (laughs) I mean, they they did a great, they did a great job, uh, Morgan and and company. Yeah, absolutely. And I just am amazed at what I see it goes into this program. Absolutely. I'm, I, I'm just a guest who comes on and does wacky stuff, and, and it's just incredible. And I, I'm honored to be on the show. I want to ask someone behind camera to come out here and join us right now. Uh, she's, she's, the, uh, she's our MVP in many ways, Sandy Johnson. She, she keeps us – you all don't understand what she does for us to keep us fed, 
and, and all the work that she does behind the scenes for us. Sandy, we, we thank you. She's the show sustainer. She is. Uh, come on up here. Sandy, uh, oh, well, thank you. thanks so much. Uh, uh, you know. And, and there's more, but we'll talk about it after we. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Limble, we're just getting in. started. Yep, uh, being able to uh, bring us in some, uh, bring in some flowers, and uh, just to show our appreciation for Sandy and for all she does for us. Sandy, thank you. Thank you. All right, and you guys are awesome. Hey, you're awesome. That's that's what makes this program work. And, uh, I mean, guys, we're in the we're in the last ten seconds. Big games tomorrow. Everybody bring, bring, all yeah. bring them all out. <laughs> Let's bring everyone in here as we're just about set to wrap up another season of basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The whole family's here. The family's in the, the house. The family is here. <laughs> and no one's fighting. <laughs> all right. And I just want to say from everyone at basketball Friday night, until next time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. There we go. <laughs> And then there are 10 more seconds, so just hold on tight. <laughs> uh, see, again, I like to have a little bit of fun with them. I'm going to make them stand here for a while. Make sure you guys enjoy this with us, too. Now, 10 seconds left in the program, guys. Let's try that one more time. We'll do it better this time. Thank you for listening and for everyone at Basketball Friday Night. Until next time, thank you. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.